Okay. This is Walter Simonson for 11 O'Clock Comics. Tune in. This is Louise Simonson for 11 O'Clock Comics. It's awesome. <laughs> There you go. It's a lot of them in a row. Yeah, 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 more than a couple. Yep. This again. Really? Do we have to do this? Oh my god, it must well, be Wednesday. You know what that means. Yeah, thank God it's the last one. Good <laughs> enough. <laughs> we had a, we had a damn real. Well, Tony's here, so not so much. But. Well, I mean, you know, we got that seance, you know, pull up Gil and Jack, and it'll be fun. Uh, that's cool. I, I'm down for yeah. that. No, that'd be really neat. You know what else is really neat? This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 800. And I'm Vince B. You are Vince B for the 800th time. I am David A. Price. Indeed you are, and I am Chris Stapleton. I don't get it. He's a singer. This is what you waited for 800? <laughs> yeah. Did you say yeah, you he... know, I've been, I, Well, Vince probably doesn't know because he's not on Facebook, but I've been doing every day for almost a year now uh, albums that I love. And uh, we're nearing the end. We're at, uh, this was 341 today. Or 351, so we're, we're, we only got two weeks left. Uh, and uh, I put my first country album of the uh, year on uh, today, Chris, Chris Stapleton's Traveler. Wait, Gene, Ma- Sta- Gene Stapleton sings country? Yeah. Gene Triplehorn. That's amazing. Gene Triplehorn. I haven't thought about that wow. in a minute. <laughs> no, you're I not. I should have been Gene Triplehorn. Can we redo it? I'm Gene Triplehorn. You're <laughs> not. The Gilded Age. Yeah. Gene Stapleton or Gene Triplehorn. You're Jason Wood, everybody. And I hear another voice in the mix. Who is that? Who do you think it is? I don't it's know. Everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we still doing the, the thing where we don't know? No, we know. They, <laughs> they know. They know your voice by now. So, it's me, everybody. Uh, Tony, please. Famous the, comic book artist and writer. Yes, it's the Four awesome. Tony, please. Famous, I love it. Eisner. Eisner nominated. Yes. Yeah, that's something to be proud of, my friend. Pretty good. Yes, it only happens to a mere handful of individuals, of which you are one. If that doesn't get you off, I don't know. You, you got problems. It's true, and they can't take it away from you. No. Oh, they can take that away from me. Unless you murder your wife and her waiter. Yeah, I suppose I could do something problematic in between now and the awards, and maybe they could just zero it all the way out. But I'm, I think I'm good. I don't have any plans for any sort of shenanigans. You know, it's a Norm MacDonald joke. He hosted a sports um, show uh, very early in, in his career, and somebody won the Heisman Trophy, and he was up on the stage, and he said, you know what, buddy... Ben. That, that Heisman Trophy that you won is a, a, an awesome accomplishment. No one can ever take that away from you unless you murder your wife and her waiter. And that was right during the uh, the, the OJ thing. Because, you know, one of the reasons why he got bounced from Saturday Night Live was because he was picking on OJ too much. And some higher up was friends with OJ, so it didn't, didn't uh, sit well. But that was not the, the complete reason. It was over a writer. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. One of the writers, his one of his writing buddies that did Weekend Update, the um, I guess got fired 
by the 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 higher ups and norm says if he goes i go and so therefore he left stand by a man Yep. New Norm special on Netflix is really good. It's go great, there. right? It's it so good. Yeah, R- ridiculously good. And you know who else is real good? Our patrons, because that they are who make this possible each and every week. We love them, and uh, we like to give back because they fund this whole dog and pony show, and so therefore we like to reciprocate. And I think we do a, a decent job of it. We. Uh, the Patreon feed is rife with images. Um, this week alone, you get a complete pre-code horror story every day. You get um, the daily page rate from uh, Mr. Price, focusing on an artistic team. Uh, Jason's always throwing up videos and, and other bric-a-bac. You get audio, the monthly um, EOC Extra, which is all the stuff that the re- people on the regular feed don't get to hear. And it, it's been wobbling on the precipice of three, three and a half hours for a long time. This month, however, what with Heroes, it's going to probably double. So an extra six hours? What? And we have that uh, dedicated uh, Slack channel uh, where we meet every day except for Tony and we talk about stuff. It's awesome. Um, if you awesome. want to see what the whole ruckus is about, go to patreon.com slash 11 o'clock comics. One, one, no apostrophe. We would love to have you. Uh, Vince, you are going to really enjoy uh, the next batch, the next team of the page rate once I finish with the current duo. There we go. Nice. Tony's fascinating because he's a part of the Slack. I mean, he's but a paying member. Is he, is he though? Yeah, no, is he? But, but he doesn't. But it, and it would be one thing if I'd be like, yeah, the guy's busy. He's do, but like, you can text him at any point in the day. You can. I'm sure. I, I I think he's got other chat groups with other people going on all the time. Because every time I ever bring up a name, he's like, oh yeah, I'm in a chat group with them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we just don't rate. I no, I would even take a still alive, like every day. Once you know, proof of life. Little yeah, your today's yeah. paper. Uh, well, yeah, I, I was. I felt bad that I was missing out on the Slack, and then I joined it, and then I that that uh, like I, I felt better. Let's scratch the itch. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I keep yeah. it open, uh, but it doesn't make any noise. And somehow the notifications are just quiet. And every once in a while, I'll take a look, and I'll be like, "There they go. They're looking. Mm-hmm. You know, they're reading comics." Yep, I love it. Well, before we get into what uh, Vince is drinking, since you mentioned Saturday Night Live, Vince, I wanted to mention that we've done. Uh, We've done well north of 2,000 hours of, uh, I guess, what some would call entertainment. And did you know that we've done more entertainment hours than Saturday Night Live? Well, I wouldn't say the quality is on par. At least well, hey, even... that's for others to decide. No, right. This is where it absolutely yeah, has All I'm passed. saying is, is, that, is that Saturday Night Live has aired 930 episodes with 93 minutes of content per episode. So we have given the world more than Saturday Night Live. Yep, and uh, we said going in that we weren't going to make this a circle jerk because I'm really, I'm really tired of being the pivot man. But anyway, it, it's it's <laughs> not going to be all you know backslapping and attaboys. We're we're Too just here. I don't think so. We're just here to have fun this episode, and oh boy, do we have some fun planned for you? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. Yeah, and we're starting with Tony, which means we're working our way up. <laughs> That's right. Should we let Tony start off the drink roll call? Yeah, why not? He's a guest. he's not even a guest. No, nah, he's not. Really let the fourth chair go first. 
I'm doing. Uh, I'm drinking a Basil Hayden's on ice. That's uh, my. It's my normal uh, good whiskey when I'm feeling like like celebrating. I feel like celebrating with you guys. So nice. That's awesome. Love it. Nice. Love it. Multiple well, cubes or just one big rock? One big one. I got one. Nice. Big ice got, cube. Wait, tray. you got the Borg tray too? Like, it's like it's not shaped like anything fun. They're just cubes, but they're big. Oh, well, you could pretend it's a Borg cube. Mine isn't a girl gave me this ice cube tray, like on a third date, and this tray outlasted my marriage. It, uh, <laughs> wow! <there we> go. <laughs> it, uh, it really had this thing a long time. It's really served me well. David has an ice tray that makes a cube in the shape of the Borg ship. It's just a big. Don't lie! Don't lie! <laughs> and, and, and if you if you t- take the the cube in your hand you, and you hold it up to the light and you know you move it around a little bit, you can see seven of nine running around inside the cube. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. the one that makes six tesseracts. So oh, right. neat! Exactly. Yeah, it's cool. I got a Genesis one. Yeah. Um, well, Jason, um, I I did it again. I didn't go with the budget line this week because it's Damn, I love it. You it's sort of like George. It's sort of special. Um, I've never had this before, and uh, so I thought, what the hell. It is a Cabernet Sauvignon from 2017. The vintner is Z. Alexander Brown. Z. Cabernet. I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, it's got an owl on the label, um, and it's called Uncaged. They say um, the owl is a guardian of the wine. Oh no! So the art, the I fucked it up already. The owl is a guardian of the vine. Okay, and myths say it is present when the spirit is set free. So, love it. The owls are also not what they seem. So nice. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I don't. It was uh, uh, sixteen bucks. Respect. Okay. All right. It's not. It's not bad. All right. Good. Well, I hope it was better than not bad for sixteen bucks. Love it when you have to buy wine with 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 twenty dollars. Yeah. And not yeah. 10 and get changed back. Right. right. Well, that's Apothic. I always get changed back from right. Apothic. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. Sure. Get two bottles of Apothic for <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to be like that? Like, really? <laughs> well, I'm not drinking Cab. Um, I am drinking High Noon, uh, which is uh, it's vodka and soda in a can. I'm drinking uh, a watermelon vodka and soda right now. In well, honor it, of the 800th. Yeah, it's something. It's yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be drinking these uh, up in Charlotte, too, hopefully. Nice. I drink anything. I don't care. <sighs> Mine is not from 2017. It is a Cabernet Sauvignon from 2018. It is one of my uh, new favorite finds. Uh, extra cab with the... Uh, 44 and a half alcohol by volume. Unrated. Extra cab. With a big old red X. No E. Extra cab. Nice. There you go. Awesome. Should we ask Tony now or should we wait till. Yes. Oh, well. Mm, we might uh, want to wait. Yeah, let's wait. Because we, we, uh, we need to call our first guest. Well, I mean, if you look at the Slack, you'll see. Uh, there's a there's a, a stumbling block to that process. 
Oh, okay. Hold yeah. On. You want me to one, one the second there, player? Hold on. The, yes. This guest <laughs> threw on me at the last second that we're we're calling their cell, not uh, not not the Skype cell. Yeah. They were on a date with their wife, and they just informed their wife that they're stepping out of dinner to talk to us. So. <laughs> Jesus. Tony, fill up she the time. Should, she should want to talk to us anyway. I well, told him that he should just put it on speaker, but uh, yeah. I don't think she was vibing with it. Was, I mean, you know, just like the people in the restaurant here. What was the first drink roll call? I remember there used to be a lot of black and tans. I remember, what was oh, that? Yeah, there, was, there was Pepsi Max. There Pepe was, Mac, yep. Uh, all about the Pepe Mac. There was a lot of grape. There was a lot of bourbon. I mean, I drank a lot of Yingling in the early days. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you did. Then we stopped having Yingling. I can't even remember what their infraction was. But they're, they're gone they're now. He's a, he's, a, he's a major Trumper. Trump guy. He was the largest right. individual shareholder of Disney because of the Marvel merger, but he was on the board among 15 other people. And at the time when everyone was up in arms about that, Bob Iger was the CEO, and he's as liberal as it gets. Right. So, like, Disney's way more liberal politically than, than Republicans. I, I, and apples and oranges. But anyway, enough politics. You straighten me out. Yeah, I got to straighten you out with that. A promoter can go, go eat a dick up, but... He's not. He's not Mr. Disney anymore. No disrespect, Mr. Perlmutter. I'm working on a <laughs> cover right now. <laughs> I'm sure that CB is quite liberal. Should you ever decide to pick up my award-winning comic, Stray Dogs, for a Disney movie, I would have nothing to uh, say but wonderful things about you. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, Weinstein Company could pick it up. I don't care. Just kidding. That's jokes. Oh well, did you? you I, I gave you yeah, the number. Yeah, you did, and it won't add them. So I'm tr I'm doing my best over here. <laughs> okay. I'm doing my goddamn best. I love Skype. I feel like eight hundred or first. There oh, we, here we go. go. Uh, fingers crossed, yo. Seen in the chat? Nah, he's gonna be on the phone, so probably no chat. He's added the phone to the chat. Ah, well, right, I'm saying he won't be able to see the chat, though. Okay, well, we can talk about him. Yeah, look what I did. Oh, oh, oh snap. Oh. What's up? Oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, homies? Damn, you're on a date, too. That's love. With us or for her? I just, I'm at Waldo Thai. Huh? Oh, you're having Thai food? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Waldo. Hi, Scotty. Yeah, it's been a while, my man. I know, I miss you guys. Well, we'll see you in a few weeks, right? A couple weeks? 18 days? Yeah. Are you guys all going to hear it? Fuck yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you are hard to hear. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I He's have, over here in uh, I just love that all Afghanistan. The, I have one... Understood. It, it's been a stretch since we've had you on. I, I miss the sound of that voice. I know. It's been, uh, God, how long has it been? You guys always tell me how long it's been, and then I never believe it, because it always feels like I just talked to you guys two minutes ago. No, Jason always tells you how long it's been, because he has it down in the spreadsheet to the to the second <laughs> and uh, I'm there's, I'm there's also there, there's a routine. If Jason's not going to be on, Vince wants to grab Tony. 
if Vince isn't going to be on, Jason wants to grab you, Scotty. So it's like nobody's ever really here all at the same time. It's true. Uh, the last but time Vince Scotty never, was on was, was right after he got, got on. You, you no, that's on not lot. true, buddy. That is so not What's true. that? I occasionally uh, take a break. Occasionally, yeah. Jason's disappointment. Jason becomes too much, and I have to pull back. Yeah. I mean, take my walkabout. Claws are really out tonight, right? I know it's supposed to be a celebration of love, but uh, we'll see the if last get eight hundred more. Go ahead. The last Sorry. time Scotty was on was when uh, he was just he had just cashed that that giant grip of money he got from Substack. So mm. he was. Uh, oh he right, was right, right, right. about Substack. Oh right. Yeah. Well, you know what? While we have you here, that was just like that was that was just like less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but still, I I would love it if you were on every month. But anyway, um, Twig number two came out today. Yes. 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 Twig number two out today. Yeah, dude. I gotta say, um, I I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But when when oh my god, this is like this is like one of those things where like. Hey, I don't want to interrupt you, but <laughs> no respect. But. No, no. I mean, he, hear me out. This is this is said with love, and you'll you'll get the love from it. But w- you, okay. when you become enamored with the work of an artist, right? Um, that initial thing that that captured your your heart is what you base the rest of the artist's output on, right? Like that thing that really threw you over the moon and you made you crazy for the the work of this person. I've been following you, your career, and and reading everything that you do, right? But Twig feels like Scotty Young to me. And I'm not saying that the the things in the middle, like Middle West and and In the Dark, like they've. Yeah. You, I know you wrote them, right? And and so they therefore the voice comes through. But Twig feels like Scotty Young to me. Man, I love that, and I do feel the love. That's that means a lot to me. Because Kyle and I creating this book, that's exactly what we did. We made a book that was 100% us. Like, yep. we didn't care about the market. We didn't. In fact, in fact, we are blown away at the success from this book because we were convinced, like absolutely convinced, this was a vanity project that was just going to make he and I smile. And it would kind of come and go, and then we'd be like, "Man, we did it!" And so the, the idea that it's it's been successful is is, is honestly, and, and and this is no, you guys know me, I'm not a faux humble guy. Honestly, is mind blowing because it's exactly what you said. Like we sat together eating wings each week and just writing down what kind of things makes us smile the most during a pretty rough couple of years in in human history, right? Yep. Yeah. That's what's so interesting so, about Thank you so much, that, man. That means, that means the world to me to hear, buddy. Well, you know I love you. What's so interesting about that book is that... Well, you know I love you and David and Jason. I love all you fuckers. <laughs> he does, does love Tony. Oh, well, we didn't <laughs> he doesn't know Scotty Tony's that. here. Well, we didn't tell Scotty that Tony Fleece is, uh, is on the call, too. He's like, who? Hey, buddy. Oh, I don't, Tony, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is, Tony really on, is Tony really on right now? Yes. Yeah. Say hi, Tony. Hey. So, so he says one word. I, don't, I, couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if that was really Tony or if that's uh, Vince doing a Tony. Oh, no. Like, this is Tony oh, Fleece. To do Tony. Tony Fleece, like, Eisner Award winning uh, writer of Stray Dogs, is here. <laughs> Eisner nominated. Ah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's going to win. He's going to win. You guys are going to launch it. Are you guys launching your sister podcast, 11 o'clock improv? <laughs> no, we really aren't. You know what? <laughs> Scotty still does not believe that Tony's here. <laughs> anyway, but that's cool. Tony was going to ask a question before we talked over him. So. Yes, Tony, ask him the question. No, I was just saying that I, I think it's so interesting that Twig is so sort of hopeful, even though, like, the you know, obviously the way a story works is that you put this character in a dark place, you know, like things aren't looking up for him after two issues. But it's crazy that, like, I'm sure you're watching Barry and like that came out of COVID, too. And it's just miserable. Right. And you made this very hopeful right. sort of like, you know, Muppet adventure like that was your response to this where i feel like so many other artists went very dark in these past couple of years you know that's a good, that is actually a good point tony i think that um when we first started pre-pandemic uh we were in a different headspace we actually started to build a book that was very um big and complicated and and i don't want to say political but like very big on the like warring factions and the military of this fantasy world. So we were trying to like, we were flexing. We we're like, yeah, we're going to do like, we're going to do like these crit this critter book, but it's going to be really deep and big. And, and, and then COVID happened. And at this point, like I had a couple issues written and Kyle had 10 pages of issue one done. And I called him one day because, you know, Jason, you know, you, I would go on my morning walks and you and I would hop on the phone and we'd talk about, you know, is this industry going to survive and, and, and pontificate on all the different options that were going to happen. But as creators, we were doing it too. Like, is this smart? Should we be doing this? Um, but I called Kyle and said, you might hate me for what I'm about ready to tell you, but I don't think that we're making our comic. I think we're making a comic that we think people want to read. And I don't know that the vibe's right. What do you think? And I waited for Kyle as the artist to be like, fuck you. Like, you need to get out of this phone call right now. But Kyle, to his credit, was like, I think you're right. And we just chatted for a while and kind of went back to who he and I are in sketchbooks and who he and I are when we watch movies and, we, like, boiled it back down to, like, almost like the kid version of us, like what made us smile and what made us want to do this shit in the first place. It wasn't to show us like warring factions of two idealistic militaries that don't agree. And well, you know, it wasn't that it was adventures and quests and learning about yourself and, and being challenged in, in all the crazy eighties movies and, and novels and things that we grew up reading. And, and we scrapped those issues that we already had in the can and completely started over. Um, and that's the twig that we have now, which we, we, we rebooted. And so because we were in the middle of a pandemic and feeling so scared and, and alone, we were like, I don't know that I want to be telling another story where everybody's going to lose. Um, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like us. And that's not the kind of personalities we have in general when things are down we're usually the kind of people who are like, all right, like what's the silver lining in this? So I'm glad that, I'm glad that you see that Tony. And we, we really appreciate, uh, you know, you saying that. Yeah. And it's also nice. Cause it looks like it's going to sell just enough for you to, be able to pay your mortgage for a few months. So that's cool. 
<laughs> he's, he's doing okay. I still have to mow a few. I, I still have to. I still have to mow lawns and stuff just to make ends meet. But I, it's doing okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can you can afford you can afford to take your wife to Thai food, so you must be doing something right. But uh, anyway, you know, so I listen, man. You, this is our this is our favorite. This is our favorite yeah, Thai spot because while I'm talking to you, the, our, our server, who's also our homie just walked my glass of wine out to me. I'm standing in the parking lot. That is outside, nice. And they just walked my <laughs> That is so Scotty Young. Yeah. That is baller. That's yeah. great. Bring the wine up to you, sir. Well, listen, man. First of all, we're going to see you in two weeks, so we're stoked for that. But uh, we don't want to keep you from Casey for too long. But uh, I did, uh, you know, okay. we did want, we started our show in uh, on May 2nd, 2008. So um, we're gonna. We want. We would love to to know what you think uh, are some of or your favorite comic over that span. So you got a fourteen year window here to play with. Strange Academy. Um, yeah, you I've can't said, name your own stuff. You I've can't name your own stuff because that's yeah. a given. Yeah. I'm just gonna go down. Have you guys heard of a little thing called I Hate Fairyland? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, I am going to. I'm going to be a broken record, but I can't help but be a broken record because I think uh, I read it often. It's a staple in my life. It means so much to me. The creators have become, uh, when this, when I fell in love with this book, I did not know either of the creators. And now I consider them both very close friends. Um, and it is, I kill giants. Knew um, it. By I Joe Kelly and Kim Namara. Uh, I can't, I mean, every time somebody asks me about something, I cannot, it's just like sometimes something comes along in your life and it, yeah. it, it, it transcends being what it is. It's, it's more than a comic. It's more than a book. It's, it's something so powerful and special from, from the pages to the creators who made the pages. I just can't ever say anything else and because I'm afraid there's going to be people who don't know it exists and I have to. I have to be the prophet that like roams the earth, making sure that everybody knows uh, that it does. I think I Kill Giants is one of the most powerful, um, meaningful, deep, beautiful books that comics for me has ever created. And it makes me proud to be a part of, uh, of an industry that allows people to express themselves uh, in such a free way like that. Nice, great choice. I'm not surprised. That no, my, I'm not surprised. That my either. Guess. Yeah, me too. Yeah, given your love for it, so. Well, I'm. I, I'm, I'm if, if if I'm not anything, I'm predictable, right? So. Uh, yeah, we all are. Yeah. Like a like a Timex. <laughs> yep. Well, listen, I'm also going to say that I think what you three have done is phenomenal. Like, oh boy! I don't think it's another podcast out there, especially in comics, but I'm going to just going to go ahead and say in general that has uh, three people who care about each other as much as you guys do that love the medium as much as you guys do and have stayed as enthusiastic about comic books for the amount of years and episodes that you guys have. It's a dedication that you don't see often in life. And it's, oh. it's pretty amazing. And I, I am super super happy that you guys always include me uh along the path of this thing it's 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 a it's pretty amazing and i, I mean the most thing is like outside of the podcast i truly truly am excited and love how close we have become as, as actual friends Aww. um not just on not just on skype or not just on zoom but 
the times that we were able to get together in real life and hang out and 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 you know you guys are like you guys are my people like beyond having a you guys can end this podcast now we'd be people 20 years from now but you guys are my brother mm. oh man it means a lot really yeah, really really, really, really kind yeah. of you and, I, and listen it, it, it's easy for us to be excited and enthusiastic about comics when we have people like you and tony making comics we want to gush about yeah yeah i i was ready to shoot that down when you when you started with with the accolades and i'm just like everything you said is true um no, be, because the three of us, well, to a greater or lesser extent, Jason, but uh, the, the three of us have a have a love for each other, and we love the medium, and I don't think that we have uh, squelched our enthusiasm, because the good thing is, once we get tired of one company, there's a hell of a lot of other books out there to, to stoke exactly. the fire, so we're yeah, we're good, we're good, and and we are so glad. Right. And, your, and your love for each and your love for each other has just amplified each other's love. It's like, it's that thing that's like, as soon as I, I understand, it's like, as soon as one person might start being like, ah, I'm kind of out the, the passion from the other two ignite it and be like, right. okay, I'm back in, right. you know, like, uh, it's just great. And, and on another level, not just on comics, cause I, you know, I could easily say, Oh my God, we're great comic book friends, but you guys, you know, we know each other's families now. Like the, the idea that like we are, we are friends and close outside of just the pages of, of whatever comic books that we love. It's, uh, it's pretty special to me, and I love the shit out of you guys. Oh, back, man. Right, back, back at you, my man. Yeah. That's why yeah. we wanted you on tonight, so. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, listen, dude. Uh, first of all, sorry you had to lose your big tree. For those that don't know, uh, <laughs> Scotty had a beautiful, gigantic tree in front of his house that uh, got cracked oh. in half, so they remove it. But uh, but your yeah. house is beautiful. A, now I can see. I can see your house. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. But, I did tell Casey. I did tell Casey. I was like, it kind of looks nice now. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, dude. You got a big stump though. You know, you're gonna have to put like some kind of like gazebo or some shit on that stump. I don't know. Um, <laughs> nah, we're gonna fix, we're gonna fix that soon. Nice. Uh, but listen, uh, you're in the middle of a date, so that that's love right there. That you stepped out on your wife to uh to, to chat with us for a few minutes. So get back to it. Enjoy the drunken noodles. And uh, we will see you in two weeks. <laughs> All right, words. All right, man. Love you. See you, buddy. All right. All right. Love you guys. Have a great uh, 800. All right, man. Love you, brother. Well, while we're on the subject, I think we should swing that old question over to our uh, our lovable Tony Fleece. I love that Scotty didn't believe that Tony was on. That's hilarious. <laughs> How did you get him? Good Lord. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a baller. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about this question all day. So the question is basically, <laughs> what, what comics came out in the past 14 years? Or what comic did you discover in the past 14 years? I mean, it was intended as coming out. But, right. you know, I mean, th th this, this is, there's no, artistic license is more than appropriate. Well, there, right. there, there are rules. Right. <laughs> well, okay, me... David. David's <laughs> the one that puts the rules on. Let me do it oh, for you. Do I have to reiterate, do I have to mention the Slack well, like I screwed up, so today? I asked the question. Yeah, I asked the question of our uh, of our of our Slack po folk, and and immediately <laughs> started getting answers that I thought didn't qualify. But then, to their defense, I didn't clarify in the way I worded the question to say that it had to start in the last fourteen yeah. years. So a lot of the stuff people mentioned started before two thousand eight, but but went well <laughs> but past the May of of two thousand eight. Yeah, so. right. But went well past it. Like for example, uh, Brian Newbury mentioned Invincible and Fear Agent, but. But while they started before our show started, they they the of their runs were into our show. So I get that, and I was like, oh yeah, I didn't clarify. So you know. So I've got th 
I've got three that are that are like the ones that I read that I love the most probably in the past 14 years. And then there's one that's like the one that I love the most that also comes from 11 o'clock comics. Oh, oh, nice. Jeez. So I'll, nice I'll do it. So the three are, and it's just shit that I read in the past 14 years. Although I think a bunch of it did come out in the past 14 years. Uh, Paper girls, I think is, yes. is like near perfect. Uh, maybe like gave me all the feelings, you know, like when you're reading something and your heart, it's like re- stranger things with heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And just like so beautifully <laughs> drawn uh, by Cliff Chang and Matt Wilson's colors are just like the perfect vibe always. And, and especially with time travel, like you never like there's never any question of like where we are, or who we're looking at. Um, just like that's one. And I love that it's a finished like closed loop thing that you can just recommend to somebody and say like, oh, just read Paper Girls. They just put out that like gigantic omnibus of it. And so you can just like have people read it. Uh, so I'm excited. Every time I rec- recommend that to somebody, especially like if they like Stranger Things, uh, I can just go like exactly like you said. Like it's like that, but it will hit you even harder. At least I, at least it hit me harder. Um, Alan Moore Supreme obviously came out way before this show, uh, but I didn't read it until you know probably like five six years ago. <laughs> That's a deep cut. I didn't see that one coming. I, well, okay. I think about it all the time. Just like I just think it's so creative and just like such a neat idea for a superhero comic. And I love sort of like taking broken things and and picking them up and turning them into something beautiful. You know, like Alan Moore was sort of showing off where he was just like, "Here's this Superman knockoff that's whatever, and what if I just use it as my opportunity to run crazy and do a Superman with nobody telling me what to do." Um, and it and it does the great thing I like where it has modern stuff and it has throwback stuff drawn by two different people. Um, it's just great. Like it's just like super fun superhero comics, um, but with no like I, I love the unlimited possibilities of that book. Um, it, impossible to find, so you just have to get back issues. Uh, and then the like the best like the one that I think is the best thing from the past fourteen years is. Not really a book. It's just Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips. Like it's criminal. It's killer be killed. It's the fade out. It's reckless. It's uh, pulp. You know, like I don't think anybody in comics has had has has been hitting to, at such a high bar for basically the whole run of your show, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, t- to your point, we. As you as you probably recall, we did about almost two years ago now when when we had the, the turn of the decade, we did our our best comics of the of the decade, and uh, and each of us gave our top twenty, and I dusted that off this week uh, to kind of pair it up to see like you know how our perspectives have changed and uh, Fade Out was Vince's number one comic of last decade, and Dap had Fade Out uh, in his top five. Absolutely, and obviously, reckless didn't exist then. So I think you know there'd probably be some shuffling, but but it just speaks to to your point about Rick and Phillips just been been cranking out the ridiculous quality for for just just in so many different ways over the last ten fifteen years. It's crazy to think that reckless is like just slightly over a year old, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pulp came out in the beginning of that year, and then we've had four. Now we've had four reckless books. So yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, and then, and then my eleven o'clock one is a is actually a Neesman 
pull uh, because I just remember how hard he went for lock and key. Yes. Like towards mm-hmm. the beginning of this. And I hadn't read it. Um, and, and I think not all of it was out yet, but, but a few of the, the hardbacks were out. And so I grabbed those and holy crap, like another, you know, closed loop finished story thing where you can just pick it up and read it from the beginning to end. And it's just like so inventive and so, and so emotional and like characters that you really identify with and, and the artwork, Gabe Rodriguez, I don't know, <laughs> like I'm just sort of. He's one of those artists that I'm just like, what is going on with this guy? Like, he does amazing lock and key stuff. He's like a, a genius artist, and I don't think I think it's a case where like D- DC and Marvel probably can't pay him what he makes doing creator own stuff, right? But I just like I I feel like I want to see like t- you know ten more big lock and key level you know hits out of him before before he hangs it up. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I love that book, and that one's one that is a direct result of me hearing Chris Neesman talk about it, and, you know, and the rest of you guys too. But Neesman was really uh, a big proponent of that book. Yeah, it was Queen and Country, your runner-up. Queen and Country before two thousand eight. Yeah, but yeah, he, boy, he loved that book too. Yes, indeed. Yes, he did. I would love to see uh, Rodriguez, Rodriguez tackle uh, Wonder Woman. He seems tailor made for Wonder Woman. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. The armor and the like, all the Amazonia, like mm-hmm. the, the architecture and stuff. Well, cool. when I saw the splash uh, from the first issue of Island of Doctor Moreau with the uh, the the cheetah man drinking from the the water, I'm like, man, he would do a great cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I believe it's uh, time to try and get our, our next guest on the line. I have tried. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah. He's a little unavailable, but we'll see. Every um, time I'm on this show, you put me up against somebody that's going to beat me for the Eisner. That's not cool. I, I was going to say we're unintentionally putting you up against several people that you're competing against tonight. <laughs> it's all right. You're going to win. <laughs> Thank you. The voting was very strange on the Eisners. I guess they had like trouble a couple years ago. And so they they didn't have used to have this where you had to set up a special account just to vote for the Eisners that's different from your Comic Con account, and then they and then like that shuts down. Then you can vote for the Eisners, but both of them are like months ahead of Comic Con, so it's it's really anybody's game. We'll see what happens. I think I was only barely able to vote for the Eisners. I'm pretty bummed. I mean, and and I understand why they do it, but we can't vote, um, and I it really bums me out because I mean I understand. Theoretically, they don't want to make the voting group like too large, and how would they draw a line? But I just do feel like, again, not blowing smoke up our asses, but I, I think we're certainly qualified, probably more than a lot of the creators that vote. <laughs> Definitely more than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, but but it is what it is. I mean, I, I would love to vote because, like, we can vote for the Har- the Harvey. Uh, well, they call them uh, what is it? The, the Ringos now, right? That yeah, um, we can vote for the Ringos and stuff, which is fine, but. But you know the Eisners have a, a cachet. I think that the others don't. That I sure. Really there's there's a pedigree to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony, I just want to let you know that I took a lot of shit from Jason today because you oh, know. yeah. Every time I mention you, Jason thinks I have this this uh, all encompassing love for you. Well, I'm you just, do. Yeah, it, this is true. But I think he's a little bit jealous. Cause, cause every yeah. time, every time yeah. I mention you, he's like, "Oh, back up, Tony! Here comes Tony!" Right? 
Hold Thanks, because every I, time you mention Jason, you're just like, this idiot. I know, right? I present to you the following counterpoints. I'm the one that reached out to Tony and said, hey. What is this, the Twilight Zone? I'm the one that reached out to Tony and said, can you come on 800? I also reached out to him earlier today and said, hey, can you sit in for the whole thing? And then I pinged you, Vince, and said, Tony's sitting for the whole thing, and I did that for you. You did. Uh, I just like to bust your balls. Right? All of them are balls. Right? I know, I know. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm getting some of that secondhand uh, from your wife. I mean, listen. With with the cost of energy these days, uh, the, the kids are losing their minds. But 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 uh, the wifey laid down the law about the air conditioning. She's like, listen, you want to pay the electric bill? We can you know we can put the uh, the air conditioning on. Uh, you know my 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 my. I hate capitalism, but I'm really super entitled. Uh, college <laughs> kid had the audacity to be like, well, at at GW we can put it on 68 and it's no problem. And she's like, well, because we pay eighty thousand zero tuition, so that you can have whatever temperature you want. <laughs> so, so yeah, he didn't win that one, but uh, yeah. So Look at this handsome. He's so handsome. Look at him. He really is. Hi, oh. Tom. Oh, look oh. at you. I'm bald. I forgot my hat. You guys can see my lack of hair. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we're all bald on the phone, except Baker? for Tony. Hey, you, no, you, you've been working out? Look at them arms. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, no, I'm fat as fuck right you, now. You're like, you're like Doug Mankey. You're all jacked up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I had uh, Scorsese come and do the lighting beforehand. Just to <laughs> yeah. exact right angles. Well, you're 16 by 9, which is great. But if you would like to... Um, just squelch the video that'd be fine because it's just going to eat into the bandwidth yeah we're are, so, are, we, are we doing video no, for this? no video no 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 video no who wants to look yeah. at us oh faces made for radio oh there he is there's my old picture hello yeah, I, I can't see what are you playing with in your avatar there uh a batman and a superman action figure oh nice that's that that's fitting, right? That was my Washington Post photo shoot. That's right. Wow. Well, in case anybody doesn't already know, in the house with us right now is the award-winning awesome writer of many, many, many things. If you don't know who he is, then fooey on you. You don't read comics. It's Tom King. Congratulations on your 800th episode. You guys are so old and you're my age. So that's <laughs> uh, well, listen, I mean, thank you for killing us in the pages of your yes. awesome Batman run. Yes. I think I uh, killed you again recently. I think oh, you die in killing time five or six. Oh, oh. Was, it, was it a Batman book? It's a Batman book. Yeah. Ah, we didn't we didn't read it. No, it hasn't caught yet. It hasn't caught yet. I'll send <laughs> oh, you. nice. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you let me know because I, yes. I will zoom in. Now. I got to let my aunt know to buy those issues. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Do I have hair? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think they doesn't draw the books, Vince. <laughs> well, no, but he could direct the person that does. Make sure that the Vince Make has sure hair. Vince has a quaff of hair, and he's hung like a water buffalo. Yeah. It is comic, so it can be any. It can be fantasy. It is want. right. Right. So, so Tom. How you look? Yes, what's up? How can I help? Give us the lay of the land. What's coming out from Tom King in the near future? What's well, not coming out? I well, know. He's, he's got the cover of previews. There's a lot awesome. coming out. Uh, what have we got? So the, the, the current series I have is Batman Killing Time, which issue four came out today. Um, and then uh, in August, so just as that ends, launches 
uh, my first creator owned from Image, which is Love Everlasting. Elsa Sharp today. Yeah, mm-hmm. look, it looks great, brother. By the way, I just heard from Elsa this week that she's going to have my commission ready in August. Very excited. Oh. oh, tell her to stop doing commissions and keep drawing Love Everlasting. What the Listen, fuck? no, no. All, right? all, all, all kidding aside, Elsa is, as you may know, because you're working with her now, she is impeccably organized. Uh, I, she took commissions um, beginning of the year, uh, and, and then like as soon as I signed up, she sent me a very – like formal email saying, uh, I will let you know within a 90 day window, but I'm probably not going to do them until the second half of the year. And then like, sure as shit, a week, a week or so ago, she, she sent me a, just a quick email. Hey, just want you to know that everything's going according to plan. Uh, I'll be doing your commission in August and have it in the middle of the end of August. And I was like, man, I'm like, if every artist was like this, this would be lit. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Elsa is wonderfully organized. Um, one of the reasons that makes Substack a lot easier for me and I am horribly unorganized, so thank God she exists because the the, the comic book would not be coming out without her, nor would the Substack work without her. Yeah. She is she is she is killing out both those fronts. So uh, it, and the art looks pretty too. And you got a one shot coming out, right? With uh, with 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 Mitch, right? I have yeah. So that's a one shot. It's like a gra- it's like a mini graphic novel. Yeah, like a novella. Yeah, it's a novella. Yeah, it's sixty four. It's sixty four page. I think it might even be. Hardcover? I don't know. It's like they're they're, they're releasing it weird. They keep telling us things. Yes, that has the longest title in the history of. Uh, <laughs> it's like that Pearl Jam Pearl Jam song, you know, uh, elderly woman inside. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It is. Uh, so it's called Batman colon One Bad Day colon The Riddler colon Deadly Rains. Wow. It's <laughs> absurd. That is that, that's almost as bad as the Harley Quinn animated series mini. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's a rough one too. <laughs> so, uh, but I think that's the official like the is is one bad day Riddler, um, yeah. So, but that, yeah, that's really good. It's like stunningly beautiful um, from M- Mitch and I, and it's a, it's it's a, it's a big book. You know, they, our 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 sort of assignment or was like do the Killing Joke, but for the Riddler, um, a, a one shot that explains his origin story and. Um, and ups and and makes him scary. So we made a fucking frightening Riddler, and we nice. retell his incredibly stupid origin story and try to make it relevant. Um, and you got uh, the second half of, of of Human Target coming, right? Second half of Human Target comes in the fall. That's in September, and the trade will come out shortly before that. And before, how great is Greg? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just got to ask. The man's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I mean, if, if I didn't work with other artists in comics, I would say he's the best artist in comics. But I happen to work with other of the people, I would say he's tied for the best art in comics. Like I, I cannot t- tell you. I mean, he's also an artist. Artist, like every artist I show him to, is like, oh my god, oh he's fucking, you know, like they all bad at it when I show them art. Uh, Greg is, I mean, yeah, it's it's beyond. It's beautiful. Um, By the way, we I realize we're remiss here because we brought you in uh, mid podcast, but. We have a, a fourth chair tonight. It's uh, it's our good friend Tony Fleece, who you are up against, by the way, this year uh, in Best Limited Series Eisner. So we're kind of splitting our vote, just so you know, between you two. Just, oh, well, yeah. I, 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 Tony, I, I so hope you lose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's that from the bottom of his heart. It's Actually, DWJ's in that one, too, so we're, we're, we're going to have to abstain from that one. We have too many conflicts. Uh, what, limited, limited Series is the one I have a shot at. I feel like I don't have a shot at the other one, so I'm definitely not rooting for you. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, good. So, Ram V uh, and Philippe Andre are probably winning against all y'all. So, it's just, for being honest, that's okay. at, at the end of the year lists for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, I, get is, uh, yeah. I get it. I get it. 
No, I think uh, I think we're both going to lose to the good Asian. That's my guess. Oh, that, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, but 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 I love Supergirl, and I want and that, that's a book that like it's really popular online, but for some reason it just doesn't sell that much. So I very much wanted to win that Eisner because then I can. Well, DC will agree to push it more than they're pushing. Mm. It now. Bilquis is absurd. Yeah, she is. She is absurd. So that's out. That's out in July. The trade for that. Um, so they did a night. They're going to do a nice little trade because it got, it's a, it's a big kind of buzz book. So mm-hmm. that. Uh, what so else when, when we last talked to you, you were uh, you were sort of also in a, in a, a mist writing all the comics. You were also sort of uh, dipping your toes, uh, or maybe you're sticking both legs into the whole Hollywood thing. Uh, like so, how how is, is that continuing a pace? Is it quieted down? Is it stuff you can't talk about, but you're excited? Where where do we stand with all that? I've made three runs at Hollywood. I've hit a brick wall all three times. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm in the middle of my fourth run, so I didn't I didn't let three runs get me down. So we'll see how this fourth one goes. <laughs> uh, I I wrote a a I wrote it for two years. I wrote an ongoing TV series, uh, which was co-written and, and directed by Tommy Lee Jones. Um, so Tommy Lee and I, which is now, I can now talk about it because it's not going. Um, we got really, really close. It was supposed to be FX and the pandemic hit and it was, the, you know, obviously it was about uh, people of an old, older age. And so they had to cancel it because of the pandemic. And it, and then Ava, Ava and I, of course, were doing New Gods. Yeah. And that got canceled because they didn't even read the script. It just got canceled because they didn't want to use a, a dark side for a little while. Um, and uh, then I got hired recently to write a, a movie that that fell apart. But I got paid for all of these things. Don't I was going to say, yeah, Argentina. right. All of them made me money, and they were all incredible experiences. And working with Tommy Lee Jones and Ava DuVernay. Uh, who are on the opposite scale of people are were, were both incredibly eye-opening experiences and, and both quite awesome. And we'll make wonderful chapters in my memoir. So nice. No, no regrets. And yeah, now now I'm doing my third run at Hollywood uh, with Love Everlasting. For people who, who are not getting it, we're sort of we're we're you know pushing that out into the world. So um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And interesting. Your autobiography, by the way. This is Tony, by the way. The eyes are not faded off or straight up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Your, yeah, your mom again. created DVD. Like, there's just yeah. going on in your life. I feel like you're like a, a non uh, disabled Forrest Gump. Like, you just. <laughs> That's assuming a lot about me. That's assuming a lot about me. <laughs> I listen to the show. I know you can handle yourself. You know, you know, you know the difference between shrimp and Shinola. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm terrible at ping pong. I'm just, I'm really, like, you would, wouldn't believe how terrible I am at ping pong. Well, that's comic people. That's a sport. Yeah, it is. It's it's weird. and I can't run fast. It's no, there's nothing, uh, and I'm and I, I'm terrible with metaphors. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I've had a, a weird life. Except it's been really boring. Sometimes I think about that. I was like, man, I had a cool life, and then for the last like three years, I've sat in my office and written. Like, what is this? What are these chapters in my memoir going to be? <laughs> the, the three years of me walking between my treadmill and my computer. Mm-hmm. Occasionally interrupted by my children getting older. Um, yeah, no kidding, right? I was thinking about that, like our, like, because you know we've been doing the show now for fourteen years, and I was thinking of all the things that have happened in the time that we've done the show, and it's like, uh, we, well, I had a kid, like I, I've had my, I had my third kid. We've all, we've all changed our homes. We all live in different homes. Um, you know, I mean, like, uh, we've, we've had kids. 
freaking graduate high school, approaching marriage. It's pretty nuts. Like, like time, time is undefeated. You guys are such an old podcast that I met some of my best friends in the world to this day who were your super fans and met through being super fans of you. Um, Daryl Taylor and Chris Kazicki and Chris Campbell. Uh, they all bonded because they were on your boards back in the day when there were boards. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I've, yeah. I've known all those guys Yeah, over a decade. I mean, we've been through this shit together. So that's amazing. That's right. Daryl used to pretend to be you at uh, at, at early cons when when you were you were hawking a novel and yes. no one knew you, you weren't a comics guy yet. I was just talking to Daryl today because I was down on my I texted him. I was like, "I'm writing like shit," and he called to cheer me up. That's that kind of guy Daryl is. So, yeah, and I would never have met him if it hadn't been for you guys. I mean, you guys are You're welcome. You guys huge. You guys have had a uh, a huge impact in my life, an indirect huge impact on my life. There you go. Well, listen that that. That should earn us uh, like continued murder uh, as uh, as henchmen in your in your comics here. I will kill you over and over and over. I love it. The, yeah. I mean, the, fir- the first time I met you, you had just gotten a tattoo, so that tattoo must be pretty old by now. Oh so, God, yeah, that was the that was uh, what the the first or second C two E two. So that was uh, yeah. I mean, our our we the three of us all got our first tattoo together. Oh, isn't that cute? Uh, uh, what a well over. I mean, what twelve years ago? Ten or yeah. eleven years ago? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think it's cute. Why not? Many tattoos since then, actually, between us, we've we've all we're, we're all we all had quite a few tattoos since 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 that moment. So circus freaks now. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. At the big discs Although I'm a freak because the things you do during a pandemic, I have I I just recently actually this week I just finished a complete rewatch of all 14 seasons of Ink Master. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> better you than me. Congratulations on the thank you. Yeah, I'll send you. I was like, I don't know. I've just been writing, you know, like best-selling work for the last three years, but it's been boring. And I'm like, yeah, I watched Ink Master again. (laughs) I think my my next tattoo is going to be the Eisner Award-winning Stray Dogs. I'm going to get it on my my bicep. You and me, Vince. (laughs) Oh man, you guys! I've lost so many Eisners. Like I know one of you, but I've lost so many, and it sucks. It's. It's you're sitting there and you're trying to do that like the Meryl Streep, yeah, you're happy. <laughs> I have this Comic Con thing where, because like you're there and no matter if people are around you, you're alone, right? Like your family's at home and whatever, and you're just like, here, I'm here with the people I'm with. But sometimes you find yourself alone at Comic Con. This is pretty personal. But then I'll feel like more alone because there's so many people around. And so I have this terrible fear that I'll be at the Eisner's and then that will strike me. And I'll just get lost, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll like have tears come to my eyes. In the <laughs> so when you see it happen, look right into my eyeballs and see if you can see tears, because I feel like that like it may in that moment. The, fir- the first time I got nominated and lost, uh, I was for a short story with, Jake, with the late J.P. Leone, and it was sort of called uh, Black Death in America, and it was yes. sort of this guy. Right. Just- and uh, they had the award up there, and and it was like when March was coming out. So John Lewis came up to present the award. So I was like, holy shit, John Lewis. And he happens to be a neighbor of mine. Like, I, like his house is, was near mine at the time. And my kids kind of knew him. And I was like, I'm going to – if he gives me his award, I can go on stage and be like, I know you. And John Lewis and I have become best friends forever, right? Like, this is my <laughs> chance to be your best friends. And I was like, this is all lining up perfectly. And he got up there, and he announced it was like Adrian Tomine for his, you know, fifth. Time making sad comics, and uh, 
And I, I guys, I, I turned to the person next to me and said, oh, I'm just going to go to the restroom. And I walked out. <laughs> oh, really? Like a mature adult. I walk I, and I wow. wandered the lakes of San Diego. Um, so, yeah. If you wonder You're... why Batman's always staring out a window crying because it's a reflection of me not getting to meet John Lewis on stage. Oh, jeez. Tom, I don't know if you, if you, if you, I, I like in, on our Facebook group, someone posted a, um, like a, you know, a meme joke thing today. And it was a bunch of comic creators. And, uh, I guess it was like their, like their, their mark that they've made on characters. And you were on there. Like it was like Alan Moore, Grant Morrison, and then like more about like Scott Snyder. Like, and you were on there and all I saw at the end, you were the last, and it said, uh, and, and the thing was, Imagine if Superman killed your wife and got away with it. Like that was the thing of like how they were saying like like the, that that that's your that's your motif. And I thought I don't know if I agree with that motif, but like it's interesting that that's the meme though. That like that Tom tells like like I guess it like puts superheroes into into tragic circumstances. I think that's perfect. Whoever did that, wonderful. I totally because you know my first thought is like, man, what if Superman killed your wife and got away with it? Let's write that shit. I'm into it. I want to pitch that tomorrow. <laughs> that meme also had Warren Ellis, but it was the one from Nick Cave. It wasn't comic books Warren Ellis. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Nice. So, uh, so what? You, you've been, um, you know, we are all, the four of us are descending upon Heroes Con uh, as are I many. I wish I was coming. I What's love up Heroes with that? Con. Sure. Why aren't you coming? Uh, I don't know. I haven't done it. You know, I, ever since I got a con agent, I don't think he's too into that con, even though he's got some people there. Um, oh, you're part of that. You're still part of that comic sketch art. You go to right? Galaxy yeah, Con, though, right? Comic sketch art. No, my next con is Dallas, which is next weekend or a week from this weekend, whatever. There you go. So you are back on the scene. I am back on the scene. I just did Mega, um, which was 140,000 unmasked people, which was. I was going to ask it. So are you um, masking, yeah. not masking? What are you doing? I'm unmasking. I, I got I got the COVID about a month ago. It went through my house, so I'm sort right. of in. I'm in that that wonderful post ninety day window, yeah. A ninety day window. So I'm 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 mask off. Um, it was also very. It hit me. You know, it hits everyone differently, and hit me very mildly, and my family right. very mildly. Right. Thank God. Knock on wood. Um. So yeah. So I'm 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 unmasking because of that. All so, right. I'm 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 partying in in after two years. Love it. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a vax and relaxed guy. I'm trying. I'm trying nice. to get that attitude after being so paranoid for. Three now, will, will you be sitting with Mitch at this con? Uh, hope uh, I. I don't. Uh, well, he's yeah, part so of the crew with you, right? Though Mitch has been there. sick, so I'm hoping he'll get unsick at the time. There we go. Yeah, he missed the last con, so if he's unsick, I was sitting with Mitch in Dallas. Yeah, and Clay will be there too. We'll we'll, we'll be there. Oh, the whole crew. The whole crew. Well, listen. While you're while you're sitting with Mitch, just tell him to to, to go ahead and finish up my commission. Oh, awesome. good God! Oh my just God! Just he, Mitch, uh, Mitch owes uh, me a cover for Love Everlasting. I'm gonna get him to do that first. Oh well, okay. Yeah, he can do that first. But but I, I think I've probably been waiting longer than uh, than than you've been waiting for yours. But anyway, um, we have a question for you. What's up? Uh, we started the show in uh, May of 2008, so uh, roughly in line with your uh, illustrious career, I'd say. Uh, what uh, what if any comics come to mind uh, of your favorites over that span? Ah, uh, so yeah, I like the Vision. I like Mister Miracle. <laughs> okay, as we told Scotty uh, uh, earlier on the show, you're not allowed to name nominate your own stuff. Um, I was thinking of like my favorite comic from post 2008 because you guys, I, to spoil, you guys told me this beforehand. 
And I'm going to go with the Parker novels of Darwin Cook. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Good choice. That was, yep. They were on all of our lists when we did our favorite books of that decade. So, yep. yeah. Now, I know that that's kind of early in, in the, but, but yeah, those, those, I've read, I must have reread them like 30 times, not 30 times, but like at least 10 times by now. I think they're just utterly brilliant. I wish I had art from them, and I don't. Um, Elsa Same. actually got some art from them today, and she was showing it to me. I was like, why oh, am nice. I art from this thing? Do you um, have the uh, Martini editions? The second one just came out. No, I've been meaning to get them. I have the original, just like the ones I got, yeah. and they're just so perfect. They're those little, like, little size ones that are so easy to read, and um, I know I'm very sentimentally attached to them, so I don't know. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to buy bigger versions that I know I won't read. Like right. when you have easier <laughs> versions, even though I, I want to get the Ed Brubaker stuff, and I want to get the like the post material, like all the essays and stuff, but. Um, yeah, that was the cool thing about the the second one is that you know Ed Ed and 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 Sean pretty much like curated the book and and did a story and and have all kinds of ephemera in there and, and a lot of commentary, so it's pretty neat. Uh, I have two Darwin pages up on my wall. I have one from New Frontier and then I have a alt cover he did. There he got Damn. He was Whatever. he'd be on my top five <laughs> artists of all time. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would think we would. Yeah, he's certainly, I mean, he's a legit modern great. You know, he'd be the only modern artist. You can call him modern at this point. He'd be the only modern artist, I think, on that list. Who really like, well, what are you laughing at? What did I do? No, David said whatever. When you were talking about your, your Darwin Bayes. Yeah, he's whatever. jealous. He's jealous, so he passes it off. You Who know? wouldn't be? I'm, I'm jealous, too. I would kill they're for a Darwin. No, they're, they're okay. They're not, like... Out of this world. Bitch, they're Darwin Cook pages. Don't wait, even. wait, wait. Did you just call Tom King bitch? <laughs> you just called Tom King a bitch. Dude. <laughs> You're not the first and you won't be the last. Yeah, Thank you. And that's you what I'll be saying when I accept that either. <laughs> you got to slap his ass when you say that. Tom, um, I, I don't think we've ever asked you uh, your opinion on the Joker movie. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I don't remember much of it. I saw it in the theaters. Um <laughs> I, I generally don't comment on DC movies because they're made by my bosses. So what right. I well, that's why I want to put you in an uncompro- it, you know, a, a difficult position. Yeah. Um, it's like asking, uh, um, I don't know, what's like like Draymond to comment if, Clay, if Clay's performing to his best. He's not going right. to any uh, um Any indication of, of, of any reason that we should expect significant changes to the comic side of things now that you've Got yet another new corporate overlord with the Time Warner Discovery merger? Uh, no, I, I do think there are some different. I've talked to Jim and Marie. J- Jim Lee, who runs, is the publisher. And Marie's yeah, we've heard <laughs> um, And uh, they're cautious but optimistic. You know, you never. I mean, there's, there's always a new boss, and this is my like our third new boss since I started since DC yeah. started. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but I mean, the signals are all like, you know, Warner Brothers knows how important DC Comics is to their success, and right. that's like, they keep trying to build brands, you know, Harry Potter and um, these they, that brands that kind of don't have wings, and DC still has wings. It's one of the few brands that really still flies. Um, so in that sense, you know. We have a solid foundation, but there's always, you know, a new boss is a new boss. So we're ever sort of waiting for the waiting for the new dictates. I mean, as far as Jim was concerned, he's like, yeah, just make good comics. That's always what Jim says, make good comics, and that's what we'll, we'll get through. <laughs> and and that's actually proven true. So Jim is Jim is the smartest person in comics. I'd say that without a 
without a second hesitation. I know he's my boss, so again, it's it's kind of ridiculous. But honestly, like he's just. I mean, he went. To, he dropped out of Princeton to draw. I mean, that guy's. He's a genius of of, of um, a lot of business and of comics. And mm-hmm. uh, and when he's like, it's going to be all right. We're going to make fantastic books. I believe him. Yeah, so. no doubt, no doubt. Well, listen, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. We love you very much, and uh, we appreciate uh, you popping in. And uh, keep making great comics. I, I cannot say congratulations how much I appreciate you guys. Thank you for promoting comics, for making comics exciting, um, for being a fantastic podcast. I don't listen to you guys because I don't listen to review podcasts because I just get jealous. I don't blame you. Yeah. Like Tony Fleece. So, <laughs> uh, and I have enough jealousy in my life, obviously. But, um, but, but. I used to listen to you before I before I got into comics, and, uh, <laughs> mostly for Chris Nies- Niesman, to be perfect. <laughs> there you go. So the second guest in a row. That's, uh, that's... do us a favor, Tom. Uh, when Love Everlasting, uh, the week before it comes out, why don't you come on with us? Yeah, yeah. Because I think well, it's a great looking book. I'm I'm very excited for it, as we all are, and uh, I think um, we just want you here. Wait, I listened to you guys back before Wood. I listened to was it the Marvel Bulletin? Well, oh, Bullpen Bulletins, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. you were there for the to you guys, right? yeah the glory days before it all went to shit. <laughs> Listen, Bullpen Bulletin, we're not celebrating. It's not 800 episodes of Bullpen Bulletins. It was you like guys 20, had that awesome. It was the same like 29 episodes. episodes. It's it the like, same feed. So. It was like 29. Yeah, episodes. The, all the audio effects. Oh man, and having I a. Remember, ha- I remember the day it appeared in my feed because every day I would go and check iTunes and be like, comic book podcast. And the same six, you know, it'd be Comic Geek Speak, Word Balloon, yeah. and around comics. And then you guys popped up, and you had that awesome logo that was looked like the Marvel logo. And I was like, ooh, because I was a Marvel yeah. zombie, and I was like, yes, I love this. Nice. So nice. that's how I'm an original. You, you are. OG. Oh, you definitely you are. Yeah. Pre Wood. Look at that. Pre Wood. Yep. Oh, six. Yeah. September 06. Yep. There you go. Ah, the days when we had uh, a co host on which we could depend. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, no, uh, we're going to carry on here. Uh, love, Tom. Tom, love you, Tom. Dude. Uh, well, enjoy pleasure, Dallas. We'll, we'll, we'll see you in New Charlotte. York. We'll see you I'll, in be there. I'll be in New York. I'll be there. Excellent. And Excellent. Elsa might be there, too. So hopefully it's awesome. Fun. Nice. Nice. All right, buddy. Have Thanks, a great guys. night. Keep up the nice good work. Nice to meet you, Tom. See you, at the yeah, end. Nice. you too. <laughs> love you. Nice. He so knows he's going to lose to you. Yeah, he's he's trembling. Nervous. He's like, how can I beat dogs? Dogs are awesome. It's like you know, it's like damn. It's a rough company to be in. Oh my god, I got bounced again. Did saw that? Yeah. What? I what? got bounced again. You left to make the phone call. It was weird. I, I oh, did. You, oh, you you left the feed? I did. Yeah. Oh, he popped out for just a moment. He's back. I am, but it just makes me very very worried about the audio for this show like is it going to be okay um, i'm still plugging away so. good 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 um i'm all going right. to call our next guest all right hopefully uh we'll be able to hear him yes yeah hopefully i'll be able to add him to the call yeah Just writers and artists of hocus pocus that's great yeah everybody that hates tony's coming on tonight this is tony please this I is your tony I like that, that Tom wasn't like, no, man, you listen. It's like he was just like, no, I want to beat you. I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> I think we might outsold him. So, you know. oh, 
He'll never hear this. Shots fired. No, he, sure that's he, true. he just said he doesn't listen anymore, which is, you know, I appreciate the honesty, I guess, but hope he, I hope he still downloads. I mean, the fact that, you know, yeah, he said it's a review podcast. I get it. You don't, you don't need that negativity. Not that we're negative. You don't need that negativity. Either. Well, I mean, but we're not negative though. And we we're don't. not, we're not. I know we're not. That's not like a cop out to me. <laughs> I don't think it is. Yeah. I know a lot of creators, Tony included a lot of artists listen because they draw and listen. And a lot of writers don't listen because they like total quiet or they want to concentrate on the writing. So, Hey guys. Yo, what's going on, sir? Uh, perfect timing. It's, uh, it's halftime. There we go. <laughs> oh, another right. one just for you. I love when a plan comes together. Yeah. Any, uh, any, any, uh, Celtics fans uh, on your list? Uh, no, I mean, I'm I'm the only. So it's it's of course the three of us, and we also have uh, you, and you know him. Uh, we have Tony Fleece on in the fourth chair tonight as well. Um, oh, hey I'm, Tony, hey Felix. I'm pretty sure I'm the only NBA fan uh, of the four of us, at least uh, on a regular okay. basis. So. All, right. All right. Well, it's a dedication, Jason. This is a this is going to be this is going to be a corker of a series. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and and listen, you know, as you may remember, Felix, I'm a huge lifelong phoenix suns fan so i'm pretty much disavowing the nba after this season so well at least you're not a lakers fan this has got to be the biggest nightmare finals for no, no no see because the lakers have lots of championships my team has never won a championship we were the best team by what 12 games this year and uh and completely shot the bed so that that's really and then we're going to break up the team so it's it's very very rough i may have to start yeah. watching it at the nhl for the first time in my life i don't know um but anyway we're here to talk about comics and all things that and if people don't recognize the voice it is our great pleasure to have uh felix Liu jump on the show with us you all know felix he is the he is the man who's pretty much single-handedly flipped the uh comic original art rep game on its head uh he's uh he's he's uh he's he's suffering no fools resetting the bar in terms of what you can do as a business in that in that world and um you know, we have uh, had the great pleasure of getting to know Felix uh, uh, as as a friend uh, as well, and uh, and he has always been very supportive of the show. So, really stoked that you could pop in for a few minutes, especially on a busy night where you are, uh, I think, out with your lovely daughter uh, uh, visiting colleges, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, correct. Uh, and congrats to you guys on number 800. I think I was the what was the uh, you know the the milestone episode the last time i was on was it 500 i think 500 yeah yeah mm-hmm. sounds right wow. yep. and, and there have been 300 since crazy. <laughs> 300 weeks since yeah jesus uh, wow. yeah 300 weeks of jason Whew. there you go again he's been taking he's been taking shots at me all night i don't know what's up i guess you hurt the ones you love I don't know. You, you do exactly. you do and you know jason it, it's funny that you introduced uh felix in the way that you did because uh one of my questions or comments that i was going to have for for felix is that I, I, it's, it's extremely rare to encounter somebody that erupts into a particular scene and changes the entire landscape forever. That's what I think of Felix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he, he yeah. just, he just, he's like a frost giant. He just came in, <laughs> giant feet, boom, the landscape is not what it used to look like. Yeah. That's amazing, Felix. It really is. I just want everyone listening to know that, uh, I, I, there's no payola here. Uh, I, I've not hooked these guys up with any uh, art or commissions or anything. 
Uh, but uh, thanks a lot, guys. Very, very. Uh, no, it's 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 true. You know, the, yeah. It, there is really zero exaggeration in that statement. Uh, there, there's the art market before Felix, and then now there's the art market after Felix. That's. Just I mean, we have a uh, we have an entire we have an entire channel Felix in our we have a Slack group for our our Patreon patrons, and we have an entire channel devoted to original art, and uh, and a good chunk of that channel each week is people talking about trying to uh, get pieces uh, with the drop and uh, and then everyone piles back in to say if they if they were successful or not and uh, yeah so it, it is a thing I've heard about the uh, the, uh, the chat from mutual friend and uh, 11 o'clock uh, loyal listener Andy Robbins so yes I, yes I hear, I hear, it's, I hear it's very active and hopefully we all get to see each other at uh, some point uh, this year at least uh, I'll see you guys uh, just in a couple of weeks at Heroes. That's, That's right. Yes, can't, can't wait. Cannot wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's been a long time, brother, since we've been in, in, the, in this. The last New York, right? Yeah, New York. Yeah, that awesome dinner, yeah. but yep. yeah. yeah. But that's a good stretch. Not, that's, that's super, super long. But before that, it was, you know, like it episode was 500. But, you know, time just flies like crazy. Right. And you guys have a 1,000 uh, within your sites, and it'll be here before you know it. I mean, yeah. I, I always say like the, the your consistency uh, week in and week out, um, mind boggling. Uh, you know, again, tip of the hat to you guys um, that you're able to pull this off. Just and Appreciate you know, it. like especially uh, I'm doing the college thing with my daughter. I think Jason's been going to like twice already, and yet he still finds time to read the books and do the show. And um, yeah, yeah, incredible. Hey man, you know, listen, uh, it's. Uh a, a, a busy mind is, is, is a good thing. I, yeah. I, I've never met anyone more ravenous for data in whatever yeah. form than Jason, whether it be mm. um, visual art, audio art, um, text, uh, film. Jason just consumes like a sponge. It's, it's, it's a little scary to me. <laughs> well, our, everyone's brain chemistry works differently. True, and, and, true. And I... Uh, I don't have anything like I don't think I have AD, ADD or anything, but but for me, I I always I need to have multiple things going on at once. I need to be able to like I need to. Yeah. That's the way my, my my I feel calm. So. Yeah, I uh, cannot do that. Cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you, Vince. Yeah, one yeah. thing at a time, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll be watching television, and the next thing I know, I'm getting yelled at by either my son or my wife. Like, did you not hear what I said? And I, I'm totally honest. I'm like, <laughs> no, I didn't hear you because I'm concentrating on this YouTube video. You know, like whatever. Uh, and and I cannot split my consciousness like that. I can't do it. That's I, I I admire Jason in that respect. Just that respect. Oh, look at you saying something nice about me! Wow. It's, yeah. We should we should end the episode right now. Just uh, no. Nah, we we need to, we need to talk to Felix more. Yeah, it's true. Two nice ones, seven mean ones. I'm keeping track. Yeah. Right. So uh, so, so Felix, how how is everything going? Obviously, b- business is certainly certainly good. Um, you know, I know that you and I chat. Uh, sometimes we've got a, a, a what I think we both agree will probably be the biggest. Uh, you know the biggest single single page of art uh, in American comics uh, coming up here with the DKR one cover. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you have any uh, guesses or, or if you've made gone public what you think it might fetch. I, I'm I'm on the record of saying more than four million, and and Rob Liefeld's on the record of telling me I'm nuts. So we'll see who wins that one. But uh, oh. but wondering what you think. I I don't dare guess, but I I was reasonably sure it'd be over a million and it's it's at that point now yeah uh, how yeah. much more how much further it's got to go we'll see 
but uh, Heritage has definitely pulled out all the stops, and I think they are uh, hoping to uh, get interest from outside the traditional comic art hobby, and we'll see if they're successful. Um, but you know, the things just the things have been happening that uh, those of us ha- who have been watching and observing and and even being active participants have just been surprising, and there is no question that there has been uh, new money in the hobby. It used to be that whenever a big piece goes off, uh, you could say with, say, 80-90% certainty that it was one of the usual suspects, one of the whales, established whales, and the hobby had gotten it. But in the last couple of years, I can't say that anymore. You know, yeah. like the, uh, that Secret Wars page that sold for, you know, 3.3 something million dollars, uh, nobody knows, but uh, everyone is fairly certain it's it's no no one that you know is known anyway. So yeah, uh, if if someone like that uh, enters the bidding for the Dark Knight cover, then it, it does feel like all bets are off. Yeah, I mean, not to say that uh, that 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 these things are logical in any way because they're not. They're all they're as much emotion as anything. But I, it, it seems. It would seem crazy to me to think that the Secret Wars page would 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 out would would outrank you know the cover to DKR one. And again, I'm not even making a judgment about like the the aesthetic of the art itself, but just the provenance of it. It just seems kind of crazy to me that that we wouldn't set a new record. But uh, but I guess you know the world's changed a lot in the last. Yeah, you can't you know you can't really uh, base anything on in my opinion on that secret wars failed mm-hmm. because it was such an outlier right um if i would compare the uh dark knight cover to anything it would be other dark knight art but it has been about 10 years since anything nearly this significant has uh been up for public sale uh the first one would have been in 2011 the splash page and then uh, a year or two later maybe it was 2013 the number two cover and they were both under Half a million, uh, I think it was four forty-two for the splash, four seventy-eight, four hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars for the number two cover. Wow! And uh, the hobby has has really just taken a huge leap since. I mean, th- those numbers just felt insane at the time, right? Um, and arguably, the number one cover is is bigger than either of those. So you know, I mean, I, I would say like a million was it felt like an easy call, but the, you know, I mean. The uh, the number three cover just sold at the last auction for two sixty four, but I, I don't think that really has anything to do with number one. I mean, number one is number one, right. and that number three cover it is a Dark Knight cover, but I think we I think anybody can objectively say that is the weakest of the four covers. So mm-hmm. I don't think you could base. Uh, I'm contradicting myself, and I, I realize that you know I said <laughs> you know, we should base it on a previous Dark Knight sale, but then again not really that dark knight three because i mean it's not i mean you know it's just uh it's not like a hugely significant piece i would definitely say the splash and the number two cover you know far more important uh significant and aesthetically pleasing and it's you know than the the number three cover yeah, yeah. totally agree do you think um the most impactful um thing affecting the 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 seemingly never-ending rising uh, value of original art was COVID? Wow, great question. Um, I mean, I just... All, so, I, you know, all collectibles sort of took a jump. and Massive COVID jump, yeah. Was, yeah, it was, was part of that reason. 
in that, uh, you know, you have people who are stuck at home in quarantine, um, looking for something to do, you know, rediscover, collecting, you know, something that brought them a little joy. In the meantime, there's a lot of, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, people are getting free money, right? Getting, uh, and, and, and there's all this stimulus and right. uh, all this money printing. So just all these factors combined have really driven up uh, the uh, prices on these things. Yeah. So, yeah. For, for, and for, and for sure. assets and, 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 you know, people felt wealthier because home prices were at all time highs. You had, you know, right, stocks, right, stocks right, were making right. all time highs and then obviously cryptocurrency right. went nuts. So, so people right. were feeling wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, cryptocurrency's kind of taken a dump in the last, you know, two, three months. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I was on the road, I, but I was told that the comic connect auction, which was, uh, two nights ago, Monday night, uh, did really, really well. Um, so, you know, I think the heritage, I think the heritage auction is going to tell the tale. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Because it's got the, uh, it's it's just an incredible selection. I don't know if you guys have looked through the original art part of it, but boy, oh boy, I mean, this is a, this is a killer auction. Yeah, I mean, I um, uh, as as we do uh, for all the big auctions, I I for the pay, for our Patreon, I I do uh, previews of some of the pieces that speak to me. So yeah, we've been previewing some of the pieces, but uh, yeah, it's obviously a jaw dropper of a of an auction. I mean, there's. There's and, and you know again this isn't necessarily my personal uh, loves or, or aesthetic but like there's just a crap ton of, of McFarlane Spidey and a ton of Buscema and a ton of Byrne and a ton of Frank Miller I mean it's just 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 yeah. chock full almost like I'd I'd hate to be like the eighth best McFarlane page in the auction because it's like you know you kind of want to be like the one that's available that month right I mean well um, the, the, that that entire issue is getting yeah the entire X Force issue yeah the entire Spidey yeah, I, I, I haven't uh, taken a look i'm not a mcfarland guy i haven't taken a look at those pages i mean are there is there a real spread or are the pages like all you know pretty close together quality wise oh no i think i mean you mean in terms of, of the no i mean well it's just my opinion but I, no i think their pages are all over the place in terms of quality okay yeah all yeah right. yeah that's sideways issue yeah yeah the sideways issue the the entire sideways issue is up for auction uh, but indiv- as individual pages in the cover i'm just saying i remember that being all hitters but well, listen. It's McFarlane with Spidey and X Force, so it's going to be it's going to it's going to it's going to bring big big bucks. But I'm just saying, I don't know that every page objectively is you know is is on equal footing. But uh, but yeah, I looked at those, but I even now I can't remember. Is the Juggernaut getting stabbed in the eyes? Is it the the fixed one or is it the original? Oh, that's a good question. I'd have to go and look. I, I didn't I didn't look. Yeah, good question, Tony. God God bless Tony. Right, really? so Felix, we we know because I'm sure I'm sure halftime is uh, is is running out, but but we do have a question for you. Um, we started the show back in May of 2008, so uh, so and and I I know you're not uh, you're not a ravenous modern comic reader anymore, but you still do read, and it's what got you to be a rep. So what uh, what 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 comics, if any, over that 14 year span, kind of most speak to you, if you can think of any? Well, I consider myself a, a avid reader of modern comics in that uh i've been you know reading collecting for 40 plus years and i've never stopped and so i I still hit the shop every week nice nice but i'm not is not your guy's level i (laughs) i don't consume nearly as much as you guys i have to be a little uh uh choosier because i just you know i just don't have the time to just read everything which like you guys seem to do um but you know you actually uh uh you know tried to be nice and texted me like yeah we're gonna ask you this question what's your favorite comic last 14 years which is when we started i said wow you know nice of you to give me the heads up but you didn't really need to because 
because I, I had an answer like uh, no problem. Uh, there's one book that has really stood out for me in the last 14 years, and it's a big reason why I'm a rep now, and that's uh, the Manhattan Projects by John nice. Hickman and Nick Patera. Uh, I've been reading comics, like I said, for 40-plus years. There's certain books that just stand out, um, real touchstones for me. I, mean, I can think in the 80s, you know, the obvious ones, you know, Dark Knight, Watchmen, of course, um, and in the 90s, like Preacher. Uh, and then, you know, you get into the, the, the 2010s, the teens. Uh, it, it really would be uh, uh, Mahan Projects for me. And for me, the first 20 issues or so, so let's say the first three or four trades, uh, still some of my, you know, my most favorite comics of, uh, of all time. So, yeah, easy, easy answer, Manhattan Projects since, 20, since 2008. I love it because there's some creative continuity there because as we've talked about before, uh, you know, the first time I met you was at Patara's table um, before you were officially a rep. And uh, we were talking about Manhattan Projects. Yeah, I, I think that was 2013, maybe. And so, uh, yeah, I was just really just kind of helping, you know, helping Nick. And, uh, uh, you know, I had met Nick through buying his art on eBay. And here's, it, it, I, I may have told this story before. Uh, if you look at my collection, all the art um, comes from books that I've enjoyed reading. And, I, you know, I, I was just scrolling through eBay and this splash page appeared from a book I not only hadn't read, I hadn't even heard of before. It's called Manhattan Projects. But I thought the art was really cool. Uh, and I did something I, I almost never do. I, I bought the art uh, with no context, just for the sake of the art. And uh, as a result of buying the art, I started reading the book. and was instantly hooked. and started a, a, a dialogue, a conversation with Nick. And that's how I got to know Nick. And Nick was young. He was hungry. He was hardworking. Uh, he was doing this knockout work. And, um, you know, couldn't help but uh, root for the guy's success and, and want him to do well. And, um, yeah, and, and uh, I'll, I'll plug his, his latest project called Axe Wielder John. Yep. Uh, crowdfunded through Zoop. Broke $200,000. Huge success. I think the book's going to be fantastic. Yep. Um, he's putting everything into the book. So, you know, he's, he's, he's grossed this much, but it's all to make the book better. Uh, even cosmetic things like lay flat binding, which... You know, mm -hmm. I, I not a big deal to me, but you know, and 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 it's actually not an insignificant cost. Um, oh you know, right, doing yeah. it, yeah, uh, and and adding extra content. Um, so I think it's going to be a real, uh, real knockout when this book is uh, is released. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. Have totally. you guys read it? No, I have. Uh, I've I, read and, it. You know, uh, Jason, if you if you want to check out a PDF, it's not one hundred percent complete yet, but. You'll, uh, you know, you you can you. It, it's enough. Uh, if you guys want to, if you guys want to read it, happy to uh, to forward it on when I get back home. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Thank you. Yeah, super. Yeah, great. The PDF is super cool because it's like one of those, um, like those director's cuts that DC would put out, or like the sort of like work prints that you'll see where it'll be like a page that's finished, a page that's just pencil, oh, a, a page that's layouts. Okay, cool. Uh, and it's super yeah, fun. And then. Like the way that he did that book, like every panel I think is an eleven by seventeen. Is that right, Felix? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So <laughs> yeah, so it's, that's it's massive. Yeah, it's like a uh, it's like a modern day Prince Valiant. I don't know if you ever have, if you've yeah, ever seen you just uh, like a Hal Foster Prince Valiant. It's just it's just massive. It's like a movie poster. And uh, while this isn't quite to that scale, it's bigger than anything else you know you're gonna see. Um, and that just speaks to. Uh, 
his dedication and his his desire just to make the best looking book possible. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, very very exciting. And and you know, art aside, uh, I was absolutely blown away when I when I read the the script. When actually, well, the first thing was the treatment, and it, it was a similar feeling like when I read uh, Cliff Chang's Catwoman, and before that, uh, James Heron's Ultra Mega. It's like, man, you guys never need to work with another writer again. And you know, where did this come from? Like with Cliff, it's like it's like you had this superpower this entire time. I had you know no idea at all. I'm loving this Catwoman. Uh, you know, he's he's just nailing it on every level. Like I, I sort of feel like if if you draw comics, if you're comics, if you've been working in comics, and and even if you're just a comics fan, like we can all come up with like a comic book plot, a comic book story. Uh, but to really flesh out a script, you know, with uh, with dialogue, with characterizations, with everything to you know to to to, to make it pop, uh, it, you know that 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 takes a that takes a writer. And um, generally speaking, you know, not, no knock on <laughs> your guy McFarlane, although I guess this is a knock. I kind of uh, feel like, you know, whenever an artist decides, okay, I'm going to write my own book, I just, I got PTSD from the adjectiveless Spider-Man, you know? Yep, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, it's, you know, these, these guys, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Truly. These, these guys, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, and, it, and a lot of your a lot of your stable, right? Like you said, I mean, you mentioned those guys, and obviously DWJ, and 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 right. more and more, and, and and you know, obviously Tony, you re, you've been doing a lot more writing, and and Scotty's, we just, we had Scotty on earlier, Felix, and you know, obviously he's like it's just great to see see artists sort of taking uh, agency in their in their own careers, yeah. you know, yeah. all the way. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, Pitara's. I, I, like, think, I think I think it's, uh, I think it's I think it's time for the pendulum to swing back a little bit. You know, uh, I mean, I have always been sort of a writer centric reader and i have to tell you it wasn't even as a comic collector i i probably i I didn't a comic art collector i didn't give artists enough credit but now having been a rep and see what seeing for myself what artists do to you know in the creation of a comic book like i i've i've totally shortchanged artists you know i i'm guilty of uh having given uh, writers in general too much credit because um, you know, not every writer is Alan Moore with these really meticulous detailed scripts um, you know it, it is much more collaborative and 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 uh, yeah I, I don't think uh, writers names should always come first yeah here here yep yep well listen we're uh, we're super stoked to see you in two weeks and um, do we are we getting any uh, unboxing videos before then or is that still yes, a secret? Yeah. Okay. And it's a, it's 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 going to be a good one. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of lot of lot of packages I've been showing up including some from artists we haven't heard from in a while. So I think it's going to be exciting. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for taking some time out of your evening to uh to pop in for 800. Really do appreciate it and uh we uh, can't wait to see you in person in uh, in a few weeks. Yep. And uh see you guys at 1000. Yep. All right, right well, on. Well, hopefully right. it's before that. That's right. Feel, yeah. yeah. Felix Comic Art, for those that don't know, both uh, awesome YouTube, uh, great podcast, and, and obviously uh, uh, the, the, the best rep in the biz if you're into original art, which uh, I know many of our listeners are. And a heck of a nice guy. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank we you. love you, All Felix. Right. All right. Have a good night, guys. You, you bye-bye. Too. Good night. See you, okay, bye. So, Tony, uh, once you win that Eisner, um, <laughs> those, those pages are going to go up in value, like – 
exponentially, uh, right? Well, Tony somehow there hooked are up no with pages. Felix to sell, to sell the to sell the covers, though. I don't know how that happened. Wait, wait, wait! There are no pages. Digital, digital. Dog's pages. Yeah. Oh no! I didn't know she was digital. Yeah, yeah. Which, which because I wanted to buy the, uh, I was hoping to, to get the pages of uh, the page with Renee. So, well, Dap, you know Trish will be at Heroes, and uh, she will maybe, be. Maybe she can draw Renee, uh, and you maybe you can make that happen. Uh, yeah. If only I knew somebody who might be able to make that happen, yeah. I'm sure we can make something happen. Do we know anyone that could? Do <laughs> we <that>? might. <laughs> Speaking of though, we I think we are going to sell those covers before. Before the Eisners, so just in case I'm disgraced. What? No, 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 no! Wait until after you win. You think I should bet on myself? No, because I don't. I don't think winning an Eisner bumps the OA value. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so. But the the more important question is, uh, who are you taking to the Eisners? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that if you need someone to accompany you, Jesus Christ, uh, maybe my date to the Eisners. Me. He doesn't saying, want it. Just not I mean, just the eyes. I assume that Tony. I thought. I assume he and Trish would just go like partner up and go. To um, Trish stop. Trish for sure. But I think we probably both get a plus one. Listen, oh, okay. if you get yourself to San Diego, absolutely you can come to the. <laughs> well, I, flying. I'm no. I'll fly for that, would, dude. I am would. flattered, man. I'd swim. Well, there's nobody the of water that's going to get me there, but I would do anything in my power to get there. Uh, I've been there. It's very boring. Doesn't uh, matter. It's you, <laughs> it, but it will be exciting for for me and Trish. Uh, for sure, I love that Tom walked out when he lost his eye first. He's gonna oh, he's gonna walk up again when he sees Tony's ass waltzing up to the stage <laughs> to pick up that you, award. You you know what? One thing, and, and and this probably isn't a grand revelation to to those here sitting on this call, but but to the listeners, I, I have to say that that one of the reasons everyone that's on tonight, and inclusive of of Tony. Uh, aside from being people we've had on a bunch of times and, and, and genuinely enjoy is that I realize that one of the things that probably makes us love them so much is that they all are uh, like incredibly candid, you know, yeah. like, like regardless of where their careers have taken them. Like when you guys come on the show, you're just yourselves. You, 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 you know, you, you're willing to admit like when things don't go well or, or, or when you did something sort of, you know, petty, like walking out of the Eisner's like, I love that. Like, that's great. I don't think we knew before this, how come they didn't make the new gods movie? Yeah, I, was I knew. Say. I knew about the Dark Side connection. I oh, okay. knew that they they weren't keen on you know using Dark Side again, but that was really the only thing I heard. As far as anything else beyond that, it was all new to me. Well, I always enjoyed when Tony came on, but um, I yeah, think sorry. it was his his talk about Time Shopper when he was like, eh. when it failed? "Yes," <laughs> when when you were just like, eh, "You know, we tried, we fucked up." Okay, that was like that spoke to me. It said this guy is the real deal. <laughs> that he's willing to shoulder whatever it is uh, in service of his art. We we tried something different and it didn't connect. But now it has a second life on Kickstarter, which is great. But the fact that you were you were willing to fess up to the fact that maybe it wasn't whatever you thought it would be at the time. That's when I mean the plug was nearing the socket at that point but when you said that man it was balls deep it went right that's, in that's when i entered you well you won me over before but that's when it it, it clinched the deal or cinched the deal uh, whatever yeah and no, i think that comes from me i mean we should really only be talking about all all of your 800 accomplishments tonight, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> that part no. of me definitely comes from a place that's like when i decide to do something 
I'm definitely going to do it no matter what. Um, and then, but then every once in a while, you'll be like, well, <laughs> that didn't go how I wanted it to go. Right, you know? right. Like, I, I loathe bullshit. Um, yeah. it, it, it's like insect repellent to me. I, I cannot stand disingenuous people. And you are not that. So. I try not to be. No, I, I, I don't think I can express how much I love you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, you too. Thanks. Thanks. Aww. That's awesome. You you are the absolute best. After we're done in the uh, in the Patreon part of this thing, I have to tell you about the thing that I just stubbornly decided I was going to do and walked right into, and now it's a real big fucking mess. Uh, oh, that, we want to definitely hear about that. But but before we get to the to the after the after credits, uh, uh, patron only goodies, um, we have another guest to bring in. We do if if Skype lets me uh, lets me add him. Which I hope it does. Oh, look! It's it's actually playing nice. I got this Get intro. I got this intro back. Of course, back to hell up. Yeah, back to hell up. He's so pretty. That's not for me, is it? It is. It is. Oh, everybody playing at home. We have another guest with us tonight. Um, I'm not going to mince words. This dude is a genius. He is a singular vision in the comic book landscape. He is as adept at illustration at, as he is as with writing. He is the mastermind behind the uh, series Cancor, Calamity of Challenge. Um, I love him to death, as we all do. It's Matthew Allison. Hey, everybody. Look at you. <laughs> it's been a while, buddy. It has been a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I believe the last time you were here, you were talking about the collected edition. Yeah, I was on here with Chris. Yep, yeah, the creep show too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a great episode. Yeah, it was a fantastic episode. Yep. Um, What do you think of the 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 creep show um, miniseries that's coming out? Are are you optimistic? You hopeful? What what do you think? Are you talking about the one on Shutter? No, 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 no. Image is uh, no comic. Uh, yeah, Image is, doing Image is actually doing oh. a creep show miniseries. Yeah, you know, somebody talked to me about that a while ago, and I thought it was a heavy metal thing. Um, it was. I, I I had done that story for heavy metal, and the editor was telling me about some creep show thing they had going on, but that was years ago. So this must be different. This yeah, is, this is a skybound, skybound thing. Skybound. Burnham did the cover. Oh wow! Yeah, no, no, no. It's not. not it's oh, wow. not his finest hour. I mean, I love Burnham, but no, it's not hot. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm a little bit leery, and everybody's like, "Oh man, Creep Show! This is gonna be great." I don't know. As you know, there is a huge pedigree as far as uh, comic adaptations or tie-ins with Creep Show, and I don't. I mean, if you were on board, I'd be like, "Hell yeah!" But. The names attached to it did not fill me with enthusiasm for the uh, for the project, but that's just me being a downer. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of it, so uh, I will check it out. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to fill rights and shoes? Exactly. I mean, to me, those things are you can't have one without the other. I mean, it's just it's the Romero film. I, I don't. People love the sequel. It's really. It's okay. A non-entity for me, but uh, right, yeah. God bless you. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, aside from all that, it is good to have you here once again. Yeah, thank you. 
What do you got going on? Oh, well, my body's falling apart. I got a rotten tooth. Uh, toenail <laughs> fell off. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like oh, the God. brundle fly. I'm no. like, um, I hope you've at least built a teleportation machine so you can monetize it a bit. I wish. Uh, yeah, I wish there was some outcome, you know, beyond me just falling apart. Uh, but other than that, I, I'm, I'm working on my next book. I'm finishing up all the, uh, the commissions that I did with my... Dude, these uh, commissions have been bangers. Yeah, they're oh, sick. Absolute, thank dude, you. Dude, like, 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 you know, I mean, you know I got love for the OA. Your commissions this drop, I mean, you always have been a great uh, commission artist. But, like, oh, my, you're, you are putting in the time and the work, dude. I appreciate it, and I've been loving it. It's it's been amazing. Everybody's coming up with with fantastic subject matter. Um, it's been so much fun. It's really, I, I couldn't be more grateful. Whew. Well, it's evident on the pages, dude. Thank you for sure. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we should mention because we keep forgetting. Uh, we uh, in addition to the three of us, we also have uh, our our buddy and and fellow comic creator Tony Fleece on in the fourth chair. So uh, if you hear a fourth voice, I don't want you guys to be like, who the hell's that? Okay. Hello. Good to meet you, Tony. Good to meet you too. Yeah. What Listen. are you drinking, Matthew? Well, uh, that wine that I told you about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That did end up. <laughs> that did end up going into the sink, and now okay. I have a uh, non-alcoholic Pabst Blue Ribbon. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me unpack. <laughs> Playing the role of Jason Wood this episode, it's Matthew no, Allison. No, I, non-alcoholic drink like that i rep hard for that but but <laughs> but like why would one want to drink the taste of paps blue ribbon if it didn't get you turned like what's the, what's the draw there uh sense memory i guess okay, I, don't, okay. I don't know i was thinking about i mean any non-alcoholic drink it's like going to the strip club you're you're gearing your mind up for something that's never going to happen <laughs> And I just, P- PBR was my drink for so long. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you really what it is. So when I started watching trashy psychotronic movies, cheap beer was what it was all about. And I've gotten back into that. And so that's part of it is like that oh. ceremony of, you know. Oh, so like making up. the sensory connection to the whole exactly. thing. Yeah. What are you watching, exactly. my man? Oh, God. Tubi has just. I can't believe how much amazing stuff is on Tubi. I just watched a really nice print of uh, Jess Franco's Jack the Ripper. Really? A couple on, nights ago, yeah. On Tubi. Uh, on Tubi, yep. Holy uh, shit. You just, got, you just got Tubi a new subscriber. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't even have to subscribe. It's all free. You, there's oh, ads, nice. Oh, cool. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you say Jess Franco. Jason's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has no idea what you're talking <laughs> no, about. I've no, I've no. Right. I, I'm talking about you being the new subscriber. Oh, Jess Franco, man. Crazy Uncle Jess. Um, I think one of the uh, one of the most beautiful women that ever graced the planet, uh, Lena Romay. His, his oh my wife. god, yeah, yes, F- female vampire. Oh, stop! Yeah, yep. the, you know there was a big to do over. I forget who released the original DVD of that. I think it was Image, and uh, they took the blowjob out, right? Yeah, and, and I I was reviewing DVDs at the time, and I'm like, yeah. It's good, but uh, beware, the blowjob's removed. But not the first time we've ever seen Lena Romay with a dick in her mouth, right? And Image came down on me so hard, like, don't say anything about the removed scene with the blowjob. Like, everybody who's a fan of this movie knows about that scene. 
right? There's a number of blowjobs in it, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, to be fair, those were inserted later. So the oh, yeah, but I mean, cut did not have those. Right, but it's still I her. Don't, I don't think Image was trying to necessarily, you know, pull the wool over anybody's eyes with that. Um, but uh, my I contact, that was just Franco, if that's who that belonged to in those scenes, because it was a point of view shot from what I remember. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to think anyway, about that. We're but, boring yeah. everybody. Else we are. This talk. Yes. You want to talk about Kiss? <laughs> my goodness. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll get. How's everything going with the with with the with the canker uh, fulfillment and all that? Like, has that been has it been frustrating because of the the pandemic and all that? Uh, surprisingly, no. I I've been really fortunate. The uh, the company that I chose to work with, Bookmobile, um, they've been super on the ball with everything. So far, we're completely on schedule. As far as I know, there have been no supply chain issues, so we're not like waiting on paper, or glue, or anything like that. Um. They were super quick in getting me my my proofs. Um, any changes that were made, they were on it. So we are still like basically the weekend of Heroes Con is when I'm supposed to be getting all the books. And oh, nice! As far, as far as I know, that's still happening. Nice. Yeah. So then you'll get you'll you'll get home from Heroes and then pretty much have to start <laughs> shipping them out. You're gonna have a busy few weeks, man. Yeah, it's going to be rough. I, maybe I'll just bring them with me. Uh, hey, oh, we'll, we'll take that'll save on shipping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, how was it? I, I I know you just mentioned it, but I, is there a reason why you went with fundraiser over uh, others like the new Zoop or or the the old favorite Kickstarter? Well, I'll, I'll try to keep this brief because um, I anticipated that you might ask that. Um, so I had surgery uh, back in December of last year, and it was on December 10th, and it, it was to remove all these polyps in my nasal passages. And the doctor told me before the surgery, he's like, this is actually pretty dangerous. We're going to be operating very close to your eyes and your brain, just so you know. So I did everything in my power to make sure that that book was put together before December 10th with the anticipation that if everything went well, I'd launched the campaign via Kickstarter. That was always my intent was to use Kickstarter. Um, and if not, if something did go wrong, my wife's got all the files and she can take care of it or you know, somebody else can take care of it. Um, it's like a Norm MacDonald so, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so December 11th, I'm recovering. Everything's fine. My brain works. My eyes work. So I do a mock-up of what the book's going to look like and put a Kickstarter logo on it. And I post that to Instagram saying, hey, the Kickstarter is going to be going in February. And within a couple hours, I get two messages from two separate people saying, whoa, are you sure you want to do that? You want to announce that you're working with Kickstarter with what they just announced? And I had no idea, but the day before my surgery, Kickstarter announced that they were going to embrace NFTs, which... Caused a stink. Yeah. And they're going to move their operations to the blockchain. So I, I, I'll be honest with you. I knew nothing about either of those terms prior to that moment. Like I, I knew vaguely what an NFT was, but I did some very quick research. I saw a lot of creators who had been using Kickstarter on Twitter, very, very angry about the announcement that Kickstarter had made. And because I had never used them before, I was like, there, there's no reason for me to hitch my wagon to them right now, mm -hmm. given that they're currently in a 
PR crisis. Um, and somebody suggested fundraiser. I looked into it and I thought, well, I'm not seeing any big comics projects on here yet. This might be a good opportunity for me to be, you know, what they call a lighthouse campaign where I get on there. I, I do something that goes beyond what they've done on that platform, which ended up being the case. And it worked out incredibly well. Um, there were some hiccups. They're not, their functionality is not the same as Kickstarter for sure, but they are launching a new platform called crowdfunder where hopefully they've worked out those kinks. So that's, that's the long story sort of long still, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I completely, it, it, it's been a minute. I completely forgot about the whole uh, blockchain kerfuffle with them. And it seems everybody else has too. Like I yeah. haven't really heard anything. Since. It just was bad timing. Cause it was like all right in that moment when I was getting ready to announce the launch. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Have you guys talked about NFTs on the show at all? <laughs> or are you just avoiding that? No, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things where um, it, to talk negatively about it, you're going to um, ostracize potential yep. listeners, right? Yep. I mean, if you take a, a stance where, you know, this is the devil, but to, to um, I guess, commoditize uh, art in a, in, a, in a way that just, it's just odd to me and, and, I, and I don't see the value in it. But, I mean, if you have the money and you want to invest in that kind of stuff, go, you know, go all out. But I guess I wouldn't. Like, I you're, you're basically playing, paying for a JPEG, right? Mm-hmm. It's I I just I I I have to be totally honest. I don't really understand it. So I got a take. I think uh, we did a book uh, with Stray Dogs. We did a ton of covers, like a ton of variant covers, and and like a lot of them. Like at a certain point, I started to feel like, well, people are just buying these that don't care about what's inside the thing. Mm-hmm. And I and it's sort of that feeling where you're just like these people aren't here for the artwork so much as they're just here to own a thing that has a value for being a thing, which I guess is sort of always there with comics to a certain extent. Yeah, but it just doesn't feel like what I'm what I'm here for really. You know, like that, that's not that's not what I'm interested in making really. So that's 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 sort of my take on it. Well, the whole speculator market right now, I, I one of my the things I do to decompress in the evenings is I'll watch YouTube videos from guys talking about the hot books that you should buy, which I have no interest in, 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 in any personal way. Like I, I've, I've never invested in comics, but for some reason I'm very fascinated with that in the moment. You know, it's all tied into the movies. Like there's always like, Oh, Namor is going to be in the next black Panther movie. So you need to invest <laughs> in his first FF appearance. Okay. And, and I'm thinking like, well, who's the, who's the end user here? It's always just other speculators. You're just playing hot potato with this book until it, the value tanks. Right. There's, there's no person who's going to go see the fantastic four movie or whoever he shows up in. And is like, I have to own his first appearance slapped. That person doesn't exist, or at least not to spend that kind of money. Who's never heard of the character before. It's, it's very incestuous and very strange, the whole speculator market and these phony values and I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a tough call. I mean it it it, it definitely separates um the fact that this is art 
um, to which we are all beholden, right? And, and you're you're creating this this value based on you know what may or may not happen. I just I just get a very icky um, uh, feeling from the whole thing, and and whenever that happens, I just kind of pull back, and it's like, all right, just, whatever happens happens. If the books that I own go up in value, great. If they don't, that's great too, because um, the only people that are ever going to profit from these things are my kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, the fact that I have. Um, very fond memories based on the arrangement of lines on paper, you know, from when I was a kid. Uh, that doesn't factor into the fact that these things are going for X amount of dollars. Like, sure. So, yeah. so you have to, you have to, um, I won't be, I won't lie. If someone said to me, hey, you know, um, the Micronaut series now going for hundreds of dollars an issue, I would put them up on eBay in a second. Sure. Right. I mean, knowing that they're never going to get reprinted. Yeah. You know. So let's maybe let's profit from it. But I have multiple copies of of every issue. So sure, I'll put them up. At least I'll I'll retain that series for myself. But I mean, I guess not everybody's in that position to do that. But whatever. It's a very hard call separating the commerce. From the art, because art is sacred to me, and when you put a dollar value on it, then it becomes something else, something that that I don't want to deal with. That that seems, um, if if I was a religious person, it would be sacrilegious to me, because art is the holy of holies, and to put a dollar value on it, it just doesn't seem right to me. I'm sure you feel the same way, Matthew, right? Th- uh, yes and no. I mean, no in that I, that's how I'm making my living. Oh, um, but that's the stuff you produce, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you're talking, yeah. In terms of, I mean, like I own art, original art. I have zero interest in knowing how much it's worth. I, 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 I it's mine. I want it. I want to look right. at it every day. Yeah. The the monetary value doesn't mean anything to me. Um, you know, like when I hear Jason talk about all the commissions he gets and everything, those are you know sacred cherish things for you and, and yeah it's ridiculous though isn't it yeah like too much <laughs> <laughs> no well yeah I, I think we're all aligned there right i mean i i uh i had someone say to me a couple months ago that like they think it's baffling how much i spend on commissions because you know commissions don't aren't going to have the the potential to increase in value the way that like you know buying pages and i said like, well your mistake there is thinking that i ever bought a, a single piece of art worrying about what it was going to be worth in the future. Yeah. Like that's, I, you know, again, like I, I, maybe it's like quote unquote dumb to do it that way. If you, if you really are like doing it with the auspice of like, well, I got to make sure my family can get, you know, get, get the money back and then some, but that's never, I mean, art's just always been about celebrating art. Like I love it. Like you said, I, I'm right. sitting here with all my artists is every piece of art I own is, you know, aside from what's hanging on the walls and other parts of the house is sitting not even six feet from me as we talk. Like I, and I, I look through those drawers every day. Like it's just, it gives me joy. You know, it, so. It's almost a religious experience, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like you, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an atheist. So the, yeah, I mean, I, art is, uh, is one of the things that I certainly am spiritual about in, in as much as I am spiritual in any way. And it, it's, well, it's, I will say the one thing that, that where the value would come into play is, um, listening to Felix Luce podcast, um, mm-hmm. you hear these collectors and, and things come and go from their collection. There's certain things that they hold on to because of you know, sentimental value or whatever, but 
they do understand like I can have this for a while and then I can use it to fund the purchases of other grail pieces or whatever. But those are the high rollers in the, in that hobby. Um, I have thought about that. You know, I've, I've thought like if I got rid of every single comic book and, and toy that I own, and then I could maybe buy a Jack Kirby page. Is that worth it? Because the Jack Kirby page would probably be worth more of my wife when I die than all this junk. You know, So right. I have thought about it in those terms, I guess. Is it a commandy page though? I just saw a commandy page. Um, somebody was at a, a show in California and there was a commandy page for like fifty five hundred bucks. I was like, oh, a couple months ago, I had fifty five hundred bucks. I could have bought that. From what? From what <laughs> issue? There's mm. commandy pages that go cheaper than that too. I was flipping. It, that was at uh, at WonderCon. I saw like four or five of them. Yep, yep. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what issue. I'll have to look it up. I'll I'll ask the uh, the guy that posted that story. It's very odd because all of the the commandy pages that I want are possessed by Eric Larson, and I'll, and I'll <laughs> yeah, never get them. Yeah. He owns most of them. He might have been by like a year. Yeah, he has the entirety of issue number nine. Yeah, and that's my all-time favorite single issue is commandy number nine, and so I'm never getting a page from that at any price because he wants to sell the entirety, you know, the whole issue mm. in one lump. He's a dick, but anyway. <laughs> Matthew, uh, so you listen to Felix podcasts? What are your uh, speculator YouTube shows? What do you like? Uh, I well, like is a relative term. <laughs> I, I was yeah. watching uh, Very Gary for a while, and it's just more mor- morbid curiosity than anything else. Because are you familiar with him? I don't know Very Gary. I know uh, Comic Tom. I know Jim Comic Mint. Tom. Yep, like Jim Mint. Um, characters. Yeah, that's just it. It's it's a fascinating look into a part of comics that I have not, I've never been in. Um, but are these like slabbing guys, like guys who like speculate on yeah. slabs and stuff? Okay, yeah, yeah. So like very Gary shtick is that he'll send off, he'll he'll have books pre graded by CGC, and then he gets the box back and he takes them out one by one without looking at it. To, and you know he'll guess what the grade's going to be, and then he's so excited about whatever. And again, it's all tied into, you know, whatever the hot books are in the moment. Yeah, that that market is is really bananas. Like, I, it's not a market that I that I really any of us transact in. But I, um, I was you know, much like all of us being old, like we have we have some comics that are worth a lot of money these days. Oh hell yeah. And, uh, and I was thinking, you know, as, as uh, you know, Vince and David know this, I, I, I do have a, a beautiful copy of uh, of, of Giant Size X Men number one, like a mm-hmm. you know, like a nine six, it's slapped, wow. and uh, and and someone like pointed out to me randomly like how much they're going for these days, and I was like, oh shit, I'm just gonna sell mine, like 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 I can you know I can buy art with it, and and Vince was like, well, why would you like why would you sell it like you don't like it's not like you need the money and like it probably it's not gonna go you know it's gonna lose value it may not sure go down. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know that that's kind of true, but it did for a minute get me looking into that, and it's a whole crazy world. I mean, and I, maybe the YouTube shows can probably get into this, but like, there's like, I mean, everybody like presses their books now, and yep. they like do all kinds of restoration. And there was a point when I was buying back, like when I was like, for there was a small window where where I was buying high grade back issues um, before I discovered art, and uh, and like even then, like back then, it was like absolutely anathema to to if a book was in any way. Uh, like you know tapered with or, or, or tampered with if, if it was 
if there was any kind of touch-ups or, or, or pressing or anything and people right. knew of it, it was like, oh, well, that that's that's ruined. And and it's so I was fascinated to see that now as the markets exploded, like not only is that okay, but it like all of the like like all of the companies that that are tied into auctions have their own pressing services now and they yeah. have their own restoration services. Like, well, that's the key right there yeah. is that these you know the the companies are selling those services. You know, because yeah, CGC yeah. is tied into the the heritage guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all about that aspect of it. And yeah. then you see with the video games, it's the same thing. You, you you tell people, oh wow, look at this Legend of Zelda. It's worth ten thousand dollars in this plastic case. Everybody starts sending in their Legends of Zelda to get graded. Yep. Yeah. So I don't. I still don't know. Not to go on a thing. I don't know how. How does one grade a, a video game cartridge? I mean, it's it, it's just a piece of plastic with like with chips in it. Like how does you? The box. The yeah. Box itself. Box. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotta have the box. Which working in printing for so long, that's the mm-hmm. thing that kills me is it's like, you know, I've sat there at a saddle stitcher, you know, and you, some books look great and some look bad and some of the spines a little bit off. And, you know, it all depends on who's running the saddle stitcher that day when they talk about a rolled spine or whatever. And I'm, I'm thinking of the guy in the printing plant in 1968 or whatever that rolled that thing off the, the press that day. And it's like he had no idea yeah. that decades later this would be happening. Well, your Cancor stuff uses a, a heavier cover stock, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't think there's any, you know, spine rolls in any of the Cancor stuff. No, no. But yeah, um, and, I, and I love you men- that you mentioned saddle stitching because everybody's li- the majority of people that are listening is like, "What are you talking about?" But um, yeah, I mean, I have at least three copies of every issue of Amazing that that McFarlane worked on. And I would sell those in a second. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, I think those so. You know, pretty high because my I, algorithm gets me to the point where, like, I see that stuff. You know, I'll see the values pop up on my even on my Instagram. Um, I, I think anybody who'd like looked at my YouTube page would assume that I'm a speculator based on all these right. videos. But again, I don't own any comics that are worth anything. Isn't it odd that that uh, we as collectors and and lovers of art, we spend our the majority of our existences searching for the things that give us joy, and then I think I mean I'm fifty seven or I will be fifty seven, but I'm looking back and thinking, um, how much of this stuff do I actually need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not everything is Milton Kniff or Jack Kirby. Uh, so like the stuff that, that doesn't bring me the most joy, sure, I'll part with it. But I think that comes with a certain age level, right? Sure. And, and it, it, it's just ironic that you spend the most of your time as a collector, uh, hoarding stuff, buying mm-hmm. stuff, just, just yeah. procuring stuff. And then it's like a switch where you look back and you're like, I should start getting rid of all this. Well, it's the cycle of life too, right? I mean, right. you start it, thinking about like, well, you know, and we're we're kind of in that same same boat demographically. It's like, well, kids are, you know, we, we can we can kind of see that the, the it's on the horizon that be empty empty nesters, and it's like, do we need you know a house this size and the upkeep and do exactly we need, you know right, and do right. and then if I don't need a house that size and I'm looking forward to the idea of having like a 
much smaller place, then I got to get rid of a lot of shit. It's like, yeah. so do True. I need it? Like, to, you yeah. know, I'm with you. Like, it's, I yeah. think it's a natural part of just, like you said, aging and just, just like, you know, becoming more unencumbered and wanting to just focus on the, the things that truly give you pleasure because like, who knows we, you know, the clock's ticking, like not to be morbid, but like, we, oh, no, you're you know. right. I mean, I thought about that before my surgery. I was like, you know, my poor wife has no idea what this stuff is worth and what to do with it. And I don't have it cataloged in any way. Um, I, I will say I've gotten a lot of satisfaction lately about uh, around uh, throwing comics into the recycling bin. Just like I'm going through stuff. I'm like, I got this at the dollar bin at Mile High Comics. It's junk and throw it in the recycling bin. Like I don't even think about trying to sell it or trade it. It's, right. like, it's just paper, paper and metal. It doesn't mean anything. Having a physical reaction. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. see, that's like even though I'm not a back issue collector anymore, like I I can't quite make that mental break. Like I I would be thrilled to get rid of seventy to eighty percent of my floppies, but I I can't just get rid of them. Like I I that's the holdup. Like I can't bring myself to just bring them to the to the recycling place. Like I I want to like be able to give them to a charity or or, or have sure. my kids collate them and sell them on eBay. Like I just I want them to go to another home that I feel like will enjoy them instead of just exactly like, yeah yeah. 100%. yeah. Well, I, I I get that. Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm trying to uh, teach uh, my child Mia uh, what I have and what it's worth. You know, mm-hmm. because um, if they can get a Winnebago out of it, you know, to, you know, yeah. just, just to be together and, and have and make memories, right, mm-hmm. from these these bits of ephemera, then, you know, what's the harm in that, right? Uh, but, uh, I, you know, uh, there are certain things that I would never, ever get rid of, regardless of the price. Like the first issue of Heavy Metal. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. Sure. Right. And because it, it has a sentimental value to me, regardless of the, 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 the value of the the thing on the secondary market, that thing literally changed my life. Oh yeah. Right? Well even you know, when, when David was telling me what the theme of the show was tonight or you know, I don't know if you guys are actually doing this, but Oh yeah, oh, oh, we are. As as you're done. Yeah, we oh, are. Yeah. Um you know, I, I jumped into the crawl space earlier this afternoon and I was looking through stuff and, and I was, I have a, a run of amazing Spider-Man from like the years 2008 through maybe 2012. And I'm never going to reread those, but the art, it's such a great run of artists in that era. And I love looking at that stuff. And I flip through those books all the time. I have no idea what any of them are worth. Um, they're bagged and boarded. Um, you know, so they're in decent shape, bottom off the shelf, right them once. But th- that's the thing for me. It's just like, okay, you got Paolo Rivera, you got Marcos Martin, you got uh, Lee Weeks had a run yeah. during that period. And that stuff is just so beautiful to look at yeah. that. Yeah. That stuff I would never get rid of just cause I want to have access to it. Right. And it's not, and, and, and it's not necessarily that you may have an attachment to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but you have a slew of fantastic artists that slot and even you know the 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 other web heads worked with and and they, they told some fantastic stories you've had yeah. it was it was a great it was a really really great time to be a spider-man fan at that point and 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 then you know leading into superior spider-man and then um up to 
slots, uh, 700 and 800, and, and, and it, he had a plan, and and those of us that stuck with it saw it through, and it was a great time. But but you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, week after week, you had some fantastic art right. on those uh, on those Spidey books. Look what you, you did, Matthew. You got oh, it. Sorry. Of course. I'm sorry. Well, Tony, any of the uh, the speculator guys that, that you watched, like like Jim Min or Comic Tom, do you ever hear them actually talk about the art? It's usually just the characters and the story and value. I, I, Jim Min, no. I think Comic yeah. Tom likes it, likes likes the whole thing. But okay. they do definitely focus on this thing's coming out, so that means this is more expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a rarity to hear. Like, uh, Jim Mint did his top... Uh, omnibus collections that everybody should read and he did the dark knight returns collection did not mention the art at all his his reasoning behind it was like well this was the source material for batman versus superman and they made it into two animated films yeah doesn't even mention the art team on it right it's some of the most gorgeous art that's ever been produced in comics doesn't mean anything to him now i think that guy could beat us both up so i want to go on record (laughs) oh true (laughs) Tony, I would definitely step in front of you. Oh my! God. I would save you. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure Matthew would echo these sentiments, though. But the 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 books that mean the most to me aren't probably lighting a fire in the in the speculator market. Like, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, right. Like, if, if you know Jim Starlin's breed, nobody gives mm-hmm. a shit about that book. But. <laughs> I'm serious. Nobody cares about it. I didn't think we were Gilgamesh too. Right, Gilgamesh too. But it's Gilgamesh freaking. It's I mean, Jim. Right, it's Jim Starlin. Yeah. I'm never going to get rid of those. But I think the 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 poster child for that is Mike Plug. Like, yes, there are some Mike Plug books that go for a a good amount of money. But Planet of the Apes. Does anybody care about the, that series? I would fight to the death to retain my cap my. Uh, Planet of the Apes, just because of what it is. I think it's one of the best things Marvel ever published. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm in a conundrum right now where I, I got the uh, the Daredevil, Frank Miller Daredevil Artist uh, Edition, and I thought to myself, like, I want to get all the original issues. I've had reprints. I've had some few issues of the original run of, uh, of Miller and Jansen. And I thought, I love the printing on those books. They, the, the color on those original books is so great. I want to get that entire run. But the issue, first appearance of Electra, is way out of my price range. And yeah. I don't want to pay that just because she, it's her first appearance. It means nothing to me. I just want to have it to complete the run and to be able to see all the art that way. That's frustrating to me. I. I work with a guy who has no conception of the value of books other than what the media tells him. Like he's like uh he knows action number 1 is mm. is is very valuable and and a key book. And um the fact that it's been reprinted a bazillion times. Uh he's like do you have that book? I'm like no, but I but I have reprints of it. <laughs> I I have the treasury edition and I have a number of reprints. And that's okay by me. And he's like, "Well, don't you want the original?" And I was like, "No, I, I that that's I I've I think I've evolved beyond that point where you have to have the original of something. Where I mean, yes, I have all those Daredevil issues, but if I ever got the omnibus, I would sell them in a second because 
it the, the the printed issue you know as published means nothing to me it's that miller art and storytelling that that's the value of the book to me i i agree with that except that i came to this revelation when i was reading that artist edition or artifact edition i think it is um they understood the limitations of the printing process and that book is so grimy and they came up with such funky disgusting colors like there's yeah. scenes in the sewer yep. um and they knew that it was going to get soaked into that newsprint and you know the way they print those omnibus editions and stuff it just doesn't appeal to me and they just came out with that new weapon x gallery edition or whatever they call it mm-hmm. and i flipped through it at the store and i was like nah it's just i'd rather just read the old marvel comics presents issues um wow Tell you what, let me look through my back, my back issues. If I find that Electra stuff, I'll just give it to you. I'll I'll hold you to that. I will. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll trade you. I'll trade you something. For but I have to get the omnibus first. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's. I. There are some. With, what I, what I want. I mean, a, a, am I looking for Action Comics number one or Amazing Fantasy fifteen or Detective twenty seven? No. But if no. if I had the chance, I would want to which is why I'm not a big fan of slab books if I had a slab book I'd want to open it I'd want to crack it open because I want to I want to see I want to feel the paper I want to see what it was I want to see the original I want to actually hold it in my hand and I want to whether it's the old ads whether it's the other paper I just I want to enjoy the original issue do I need I mean I have I have a bunch of Teen Titans issues and I have the first three volumes, which is basically all I need, because that that pretty much covers up to up to the wedding, up to you know, when when George's last issues of, of the original run, and and I'm fine, I'm I'm fine with that set, but um, I still go, you know, I still double dip on on certain things, or even you know quadruple dip in some cases, but um, we are getting away from the topic that I mentioned to you. So yeah, you, you mentioned you were in the attic and looking at the Spidey books, but aside from that. Are there any other comics that come to mind that uh, that really just tickled your fancy over the past fourteen years? Look at you bringing it back home! Amazing. Somebody's got to to steer this bus. Yeah, Dap is staying on topic. It's unheard of. It is. Well, I I was going to ask: Are you talking specifically about? Like a monthly comic, or are you talking about graphic novels? No, it could be. I mean, it could be reckless. It could be monsters, which is on my list now. I mean, it could be whatever came out in the past fourteen years that just really made you stand up and take notice. Wow. The thing for me, and I hate to do it because it's like I haven't done that many podcasts, but I I bring up Jim Woodring every single time I'm on one. It seems like I just can't help it because he's incredible. Um. Uh, I looked it up, and Vince actually talked about this book in episode 194. Wow. Can you guess guess what it is? Um, you haven't talked about Woodring all that much, actually. No. I, no, I haven't. But I mean, I've, I've been reading all and this And not stuff. lately. No, definitely not lately. Um, 194 would have been... Shit. It has to be a Frank book. Yep. You actually talked about two books on that episode. Tell me, because my memory sucks. Uh, Weathercraft and Congress of Animals. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
Did any of you guys read that subsequent to that episode? Um, besides Vince, they never listened. I, I have not. No. No. Okay. Why would okay. they? I just fast forward. Stop. Seriously, <laughs> Jason. Jason here's Woodring. He's like dead. Pause. <laughs> I actually so, own. I big? actually own both of those, probably because you talked about it. But they're, they're, they're on the shelves. So I, I have it's the rest. Well, I mean, it, uh, Fanagraphics is publishing an omnibus of uh, those editions. I, I just saw that. I spent my Fanabucks already. Uh, otherwise, I would have pre-ordered it. Um, <laughs> I actually, I have two editions of Weathercraft. I, I have the original one uh, that you talked about on the show, and then I bought one from Jim Woodring at SPX. And, <gasps> 2016 that's signed he, oh. he drew a picture of manhog on the front oh, page oh i'm so jealous I'm and so then i jealous. own a page from that and i own the uh the illustration that's in the back of that i bought that from from woodring as well you both um sculpt lines in the same manner i think I completely rip him off every single day. That's what, that's what that's how it all started. Was just me looking at those early Frank stories. Like I got to figure out how he does that. And I I knew he used a crow quill, but I'm like I'm going to try that with a micron. And that's mm-hmm. basically how I developed the style. That I and, got. In, and in some cases, a giant crow quill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um. So this book, it it's beyond like just the the contents of the book. It, it came out at a time when my life was just this complete roller coaster. Um, you talked about the first calamity challenge, like episode one fifty something. Um, around the time you were talking about this book, I was actually featured in a museum exhibit with Jim Woodring. Oh, my God. Um, I had just published my first comic, and within three months, I get invited to have my work shown alongside Basil Wolverton, uh, <laughs> Joe Sacco, Rory <laughs> Hayes, oh my Don God. Stanley, and Jim Woodering. Jesus. Stop. And they brought, they brought me in as, like, the new guard, I guess. That's amazing. And I'm thinking about it today, like trying to figure out what book to talk about. And I'm thinking about you guys in this show. And like, <laughs> there are these pivotal moments in your life, these things that happen that you can point to. And like, that's when my life changed. Yeah. You talking about my book changed my life. Me. I stop. No, it did. It did. I mean, you okay. guys, this whole show has changed my life. That's just a fact. Jeez. Um. So when I pulled out the the 2016 edition, I remember that I had put a letter that I got from Jim Woodring in 1994 in that. I shoved it into that book um, just to keep everything together. And I'm going to sound like Cody Rhodes because I'm going to get a little choked up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, I got that reference. I'm Captain America. I I don't have a torn pectoral muscle, but I'm I'm hurting in other ways. Nice. Um, So if you don't, do you mind if I read this? Not at all. Okay. So what I sent him, I sent this to Fanagraphics, Drawn and Quarterly, uh, Kitchen Sink, psychotronic for some reason um this was a second time you've said that word and my love for you compounds with every time you say it so say it again (laughs) psychotronic thank you um 
And what I sent them was an eight-page story that had just been published in a book called Wireless. And Wireless, I believe, is also the first time Mike Huddleston got published. Um, I have a connection with him I'll tell you guys about later. Um, anyway, so I sent this off to, to Woodring. He sends me a three-page handwritten letter back. Oh, my God. He goes through page by page telling me everything that I can do differently to make the story better, just like the sage advice um, from a genius. And he ends the letter by saying, uh, my basic advice is to look at your work with a mercilessly critical eye. And when you see something you think is wrong, bite the bullet and improve it. Not fun, not easy, but essential. If you intend to do right by your remarkable talent, you must do this. Oh, jeez. So this is 94. I'm 20 years old. He's a shaman. Um, yeah. And I completely ignored that advice. <laughs> other, other than the mercilessly critical eye, which is what I ended up doing, I, I turned that on myself and I was like, oh, my work is shit. That was my takeaway from this beautiful, thoughtful letter that he sent me was, I, uh, I'm not good enough to do this was my, that's what I thought. So cut to 2011. Here's Vince B talking about my book that I had just done after not doing comics for 17 years. I'm in this exhibit with Jim Woodring and my life completely changed. So um, that's that's why I chose that. And and what did I call you? I believe I said it at that instance with the the first time I talked about Cancor. I said you were the heir apparent to Bernie Wrightson. And that I don't agree with at all. I I you know what the fact that you don't agree with it does not factor into my comments at all. <laughs> I I still think it's true. Um, and, and in fact, um, one of the questions that we posed to all of the guests on this episode was what is your f- one of you know some of your favorite comics in the last 14 years and um you know uh i have a list and and we all mm-hmm. have a, we all have a list but on my list is definitely cancor columbia challenge you. and Thank and you. i'm not blowing smoke up your ass i see something in your work that is unlike the stuff produced by anybody out there like you know Jaime Hernandez like you know do the lists you you are a singular entity the stuff that you do cannot be accomplished by anyone other than you and that is why I I will always be a fan of your work because I think you are a phenomenal talent well, thank you, Vince, and uh, thank you guys all. I appreciate it. I know you got other people on the line, so um, I'm, I'm honored that you guys invited me to be on the show tonight. The show is amazing. It's a positive force in comics. Thanks. 100%. Here, sweetheart. Oh, man, much love to you. Yeah. I, I wish we were going to see you at, uh, at Heroes. I know we've, we've seen you there before. Yeah, I wish the timing would work out better. I, maybe New York. I'm gonna to try to swing it. I'll see All what right. happens. You, you know, come to you do that. If you come to New York, I'll buy you dinner. Okay. There you Sounds go. Oh, you heard it here first. There and and bring the the daredevil issues you want. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. We've been. I've been. I've been doing a show with Vince for 14 years. He's never offered to buy me dinner, so <laughs> he feels special. That's because you're not Matthew freaking Allison. <laughs> never bought you a Bojangles biscuit. Nah. Never. I would buy maybe a bagel. 
but okay. but not dinner. No, not even yeah. two roast I, I, pizza. <laughs> he cannot do undulating tendrils of ick like you can. That's true. That's very <laughs> That's true. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, be well. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad everything went well on the surgery. I'm sorry you lost a few. A few limbs recently, though. That that's that's rough. Hopefully they'll grow back. It sounds yeah. Like you... Well, just as long as the hands stay where they're supposed to be, yeah. I can yes. see that's all that yeah. matters. All right, well, you guys. Yeah, we night. really appreciate you being a part of this tonight. Thank all you, right, Matthew. Thank you, yeah. sir. Have a great night, my friend. God damn, I love that man. I was getting jealous. What? I was going to say, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. No, you have nothing to be jealous about. I'm picturing that Drake meme, Dap. Look at Matthew Allison. Wait a minute. Matthew Wait. Allison, yeah. Now, who's in the fourth chair? Is it Matthew or is it Tony? He brought up toenails, and I, want to talk to, I wanted to talk to him about it, but whenever the, the fifth person shows up, I just sort of try to fall back. If I interject, it just, mm-hmm. it's a disaster. That's but, not. That's not true. Well, no, because I it's like my timing is fucked up. You guys are much better at this than me. I went uh, <laughs> to Catalina, which is like an island off off the coast of Los Angeles, like a mm-hmm. vacation spot. I wore sandals for the first time in probably years, <sighs> and I saw my toenails, and they're like different now. Have you guys seen your toenails? Are they still the same? Or are they different? Yeah, I'm glad you brought different this up. Now. Oh, no, God. no, 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 no. No, I'm glad Tony brought this up because, like, um. I have a lot of history in um, I don't I don't know how I want to put it, but um, my toenails are thick, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get them real nice. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> no, dude, it's it's he's hard. Out hives. <laughs> he's really not. He is. He is. Not. We just had a magical episode. Can we not end it this way? Wait, no. No, in in deference to our our wonderful fourth chair, I will say it's hard to get your toenails real nice. I feel I, like mine trying to crawl off of my toes. Right, I've been filing them down. You know. Doing, <laughs> doing I'm, everything. I'm, I'm in a cold sweat right now. To hey, get him. I know you had this foot thing. He can't. Dude, no, dude, he's fucked up. To be absolutely <laughs> repugnant, dude. Like, like seriously. If they had a toe. If, if is... I was, if, if I was made overlord of the world, I wouldn't fix inflation. I wouldn't <laughs> like banish war. I would make it so that men are not allowed to wear open-toed shoes. <laughs> Tony. He's seriously fucked up. He really is. Now what about women's feet? You suck a toe? Oh yeah. Oh hell like, yeah. Like like oh, like yeah, like like a chicken wing. Yeah, no right. problem. Yeah, yeah, but everybody's wife don't look like your wife. Well, that's facts. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. suck any woman's toe, but yeah. What? I would suck any woman's toe. What? <laughs> oh, my God. No. What are we doing? What is happening <laughs> no. right now? <laughs> Imagine no. proclaim that. I got I gotta be honest with you. I did something for a friend. Yeah. recently no 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 i i moved something from point a to point b oh um and, and i work with this woman so i get to the house and her mother's like in her 60s right oh boy but no stop but she had the most adorable feet that Ooh. i that i've ever seen like little small toes chunky meaty feet and i'm just like fucking a look at your feet but she was nothing to look at right 
But her feet oh were the most adorable hobbit feet I've oh ever seen in my God. life. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, I got to get this thing moved because shit's happening. Right? I'm so happy we went here. I, I felt when Matthew Allison brought up his toenail popping off that I was like, there's something here. There's more here. And no, so there's, there's, there's always more room to talk about toenails. But anyway, I've been trying to get my toenails real nice. It's it's for, fucking for hard. No, not so much for heroes. For me, right? It's hard. Well, why don't you go get a pedicure? I got to get them nice before I go to a pedicure. Well, isn't a pedicure no, where you go to get they, them nice? No. Is that like is that like cleaning the house before the maid shows up? No. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Have Have any of you ever gotten a pedicure? I've not. I no, I, I don't have I've room. Not. No, I don't room my life Just for that me? shit. Man, you guys need to get out. It's great out here. I don't want someone touching my feet, dude. Wait, you get pedicures? I don't get pedicures pure, like plural, but I've had a pedicure. It feels lovely. It's nice. I can imagine, but I'm not going to display my foot for just. Oh my god! Yours is not the worst foot they've seen. Trust me. Yeah, there's all kinds of feet in there. It's all feet. No, I do have nice feet, but I've I've lived a life of labor. So my, my toenails are not always the best. Are you thinking you're the only one? That's irrelevant. Look, the first step is admitting that we have a problem, and then the next step is figuring out what you're going to do about it. You know? I have many good features. My toenails are not one of them. That's it. You said they were strong. No, they're not now. Mm. At one time, wait. No. See, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but... My we can get to the bottom of this in Charlotte. Yes, Justin, we can do this. Out. My oncologist. Oh, I'll be, listen, there'll be plenty of time in Charlotte where we'll be having me time. So don't worry. You can yeah. take one of those moments and, and talk about I'm feet. I'm glad you brought that up because. Talk nothing. We're going to be comparing notes. Stop. If we do not be together at least 50% of your time in oh, Charlotte. Wait, 50? That's unreasonable. That's Fuck that. Crazy. I don't care. He's. He's I'm gonna stop. Tony, He's Tony's there gonna beat to his table. Work. He's gonna beat his table working. I, I, I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about after oh, the show. Oh, you mean after hours? Yes. Well, if we are not, I mean, it's unreasonable if you count sleeping time. If you're counting waking time, maybe it's reasonable. You really need to stop interrupting me. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Jesus. After 800 episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we are not together 50 percent of your post convention time yes i'm gonna be really salty when do you guys get in thursday yes thursday yeah yeah me too i think you should sleep over at our oh, fuck's sake stop oh, i'll stay until everybody goes to sleep i used to do this <laughs> no so shannon why don't she, you sleep with tony i was gonna say i think you go to tony's got like a nice suite all to himself like no you gotta, that's not how it works the, how it works is dap and i share a room <laughs> when dap i'm glad off. you remember that i'm glad you're keeping that in mind well how could i not we always I'm just sh- say it i know I dude know. we share a room at jason's we share a room when we were in the hotel we in our chopped liver over here. dap and i are always to get now you need the princess suite we understand that <laughs> Oh, you're laughing. Is it not true? David and then Jason and Mario? Yes. No, no, it's Jason and Jason. That's how it is. It's Jason and Mario. (laughs) Mario's often my bedmate because Jason can feel. You two two are inseparable and codependent with Murdicon, so I have to sleep with Mario. (laughs) No, real talk. I can't. I can't extricate myself from Dap. 
You wish you could quit him. I can't. Cry. Dude, Cry. if I could quit him, fucking, I wouldn't. <laughs> after bullpen bulletins, it would have been the end. <laughs> it would have been heaven. But I can't. I can't leave him. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, while it's our 800th episode and we have Tony here, I was going to put this on the slack, but I thought, you know, I, I really don't want to s- get emotional on the slack, but <laughs> the last 14 years have been the best time of my entire life. Oh, my goodness. Now you're going to make <laughs> Now I'm going to get all clumped over here. Oh, Jesus. I mean, well, notwithstanding the birth of my children, mm-hmm. you know, fuck sure. the wife. I don't care about that. <laughs> but the birth of my children... Next to that, second on the list is this thing with both of you. Oh man! And hopefully, going moving forward, this you know, you know, the corporate speak. Hopefully, <laughs> Tony will join us on our Aww. journey. Um, it has been the absolute best time in my life. Right back at you, absolutely. You, you know, I I mean, I do think about how the the the, the strangeness of 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 like little moments, right? Like you know, butterfly effect, whatever. But, you know, you just think about how, uh, like all the things that happened had to happen for this to happen. Right. Right. Like, like you two had to do bullpen bulletins and then get burnt out of talking Marvel. (laughs) Chris had to be a dick. (laughs) Yeah. But no, but for real, like, like I had, like we had to be on the, we we all had to listen to CGS and interested in message forums. Right. And like, and then, and then, and then we all had to like be open to the idea of like, doing this long before we knew what this was going to end up being right, like right. and then yeah and then listen i mean all love to chris i mean because obviously he was uh, he, his name came up a lot tonight like clearly he was a we have a, to. a, a yeah. pivotal port part a part of the early, yep. early years of the show but like but yes but his his departure you know obviously created what it, it is now i mean there was a point where maybe it was like you know i don't mean for like our 200th episode it was like half and half but obviously for you know at least a, well yeah for over a decade now it's just it's been the three of us and yep. and uh and yeah like i was saying to uh, cliff and, and justin earlier today when they were talking they were you know saying congrats on the 800th episode i was saying you know it's the weirdest thing about it is that um you know for, for me because of, of of the work and 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 all this like i i just you know i hadn't i wasn't going to a shop like i was just basically i had i, I was a completely solitary insular comic fan almost my entire life i mean i, I was you know, I had a pull list at like 13, but I, none of my friends were into comics. And so it wasn't like I ever really talked to anybody else about comics. And then, and then when I got back to collecting as an adult, you know, I was using, well, I wasn't even using DCBS, DCBS. I was using uh, one of their competitors at the time and then moved to DCBS. But, you know, I was just having comics shipped to my house and, and reading whatever, you know, kind of like looked good in previews, but like, again, not talking to anybody about it. And uh, that was just never part of my fandom. Like I know for a lot of you, like going to the shop on like that was just not ever a part of my of my fandom. So like, th- like this show be like this is the first time I've had that, and I think about how it just exploded my my love for the medium. Right? I mean, just in in, in the percent of things I was into in the medium was voluminous, like in raw numbers, but it was still very siloed. It was ma- you know it was mostly almost entirely like Marvel superhero comics, and and now I think oh. about. You know, fast forward to now, and it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I can barely bring myself to read them again. I'm not not throwing shade on them. I'm just saying, like, but like, I have, you know, fucking fifty years of comics in my house that I that I haven't read that I could read if we stop buying. You know, and it's just the journey's been been pretty amazing. And and uh, you know, I just think like when we first started doing the show, like 
you know, like Dap had just gotten married. I mean, not too, not too long before, um, you know, and, and, and your kids and my kids were tiny. I didn't have, Holden didn't exist. Yep. Uh, you know, Vince, you've gotten a master's degree since then you've switched, you know, you've changed, changed jobs a bunch of times. Some for the, some of the better, some of the worse, depending on your, uh, your mindset. But, you know, we all, we all got new houses. Uh, you know, it's, it's just like we've lived life, man. And, and, and without being too schmaltzy, you know, I mean, I do have other people in my life that I love and consider good friends, but, but there's nobody other than my wife that I talk to like about real stuff every day other right. than you two. Yep. Mm-hmm. So love you for that. Yeah. I just hope, you know, Tony comes on us with the journey. Oh, listen, I'm always texting Tony trying to get him to talk to me, but he's always too busy. He's big time. He's like, oh, you just ain't Vince. Yeah, well, when you know, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. when you're an Eisner Award winner. So. <laughs> well, yeah, since then I have not as much yet. It's been pretty good. <laughs> yes. It, it's, there's, there are, we all have to get through all that to get here, obviously. It's all about the, the experience, the journey, and whatnot. But there have been, I mean, there have been Eva. countless nights, countless times where, you know, <laughs> My wife will tell me, you know, well, just, no matter how my day is going, especially if it's a Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the season, it, she's like, you know, whatever I'm dealing with at work, whatever bullshit's going on beyond that, she's like, you're going to talk to your friends tonight. Everything's going to be fine. And, and and she knows that this is something that I need. I look forward to. She knows how much you two mean to me, and yeah. and it's just it's 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 a nice feeling. It's not like this is just that I'm I'm hiding or I'm you know getting away from her to do this. It's like you know it's 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 there's she understands it, and and that that helps immensely. And you know it's it's because of Chris, who we knew on the message board, and he invites me out to Chicago and. Renee spoke to him once or twice on the phone and trusted him enough. We're like, okay, well, you know, my husband's not going to die in Chicago, I'm sure. And and it's just, it's all been a part of it. You know, like Jason said earlier with Scotty, you know, Renee and I showed up at Jason's house and we all had a great dinner yep. that night. And, and, you know, Renee was happily accepted in, in into the fold with 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 scotty and casey and megan and it, it's just it, it it's it has been a fantastic ride and one that i don't expect to or want to end anytime soon no i was joking that this was the end um of course yeah. no because that's how i do but uh rest assured listeners we're not going to stop this anytime soon can't stop won't stop no um and, and I got to say, it, listen, and, and, and he, I, I, I'm sorry, it was, I understand after, you know, you may have heard it from, from Scotty at the start, and then you heard it again with Felix and Tom, and then again with Matthew, it's, it, I, I, at no point when we knew who we were having on tonight, that I think it was going to be it, it, it listen it's it's I sincerely appreciate it and and it's flattering AF but I was not expecting um any sort of love fest tonight I thought we we're just going to have some chats with some friends well I was hoping and, it would go that way yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it becomes something different when the guest starts slathering you with accolades it just gets a little weird um but I'm glad they did it in the way they did it and yes. um, 
let's be totally honest. We would not be here at this point in time doing what we do if it wasn't for Chris. That's for sure. No, I mean, I mean, these things like, yeah, exactly. Like, um, I mean, no bones about it. I'm the reason why he left. That's okay. I mean, he had to find himself. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he's doing his thing and and having fun. And he seems to be optimistic and in a good place. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yes. But we really need to to give it up to Chris. Oh, for sure. For helping Mm -hmm. us uh, being there along our journey. Because for a lot of years, Chris was a very important part of this show. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, He he wasn't always in in the best of moods. Which and, is fine. And, and, yeah, no, and, and he, and he wasn't always loving comics, but Chris is Chris. Yeah. And, I think and, that's that's the heart of it, right? Which is that, uh, like, like I think about this a lot in terms of of of, uh, you know, there are people that that, you know, especially young, people a little younger than us, like that switch jobs like all the time, or like you know, I'll know like I have like neighbors that are like, you know, well paid senior, right. you know, white collar like senior executives, but like. You know, for for some reason, I'll look on their LinkedIn page, and they've had like twenty jobs in the last twenty years. And I'm like, no, and I'm like, man, I like, wish. Like, but then I'm like thinking, like, man, like, what is it about me? Like, I'm at the same firm for twenty two years. You know, I've been with the same you know love of my life for for going you know going on twenty you know twenty seven years. Yeah, that uh, makes a whole lot of sense. No, I'm saying, but like, like, and we've been doing this, and it's like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, is it like what is that? And I think what it is is that. If if it's like I think I live my life like if it ain't broke don't fix it meaning that like if something gives me joy and it doesn't feel like a labor then why would I not want to do it and 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 I guess I'm really fortunate in that I I have pretty like those are three pretty important things right like your career your 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 partner and then your friendships and like so I feel really fortunate uh you know to, that 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 all three of those things tick that box where I'm not like right. I don't have that wanderlust you know. Cause, uh, cause then we've said like, and, and Scotty really hit it. It's like, you know, this is not to say that in all the times we've done this, there haven't been moments where we're like, fuck this, like, you know, individually, but Scotty yeah. was right in saying that like, what's crazy is like, but the other two are never, we never allow it. We're like, nah, dude, we're like, go, go take, you know, go, go take a schwitz, have a drink and, uh, we'll see you when you're in a better mood in a couple of days, you know? And it's like, right. and then, and then we come on the show and maybe one of us kind of feeling some kind of way or like burnt out, but then it's like, oh man, now that was fun. Like, oh, I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm you know, and it's, and, and there's a magic to that, you know, there's a magic is. to that. And right. I, I, I do think it's, it's in part the, the, the cycle of it. And I think the other thing is, and this is really the crux of why bullpen went away quickly and this has persisted is we do have the, the ability, because, no, but, but we do have the ability. Uh, you know, even though we do have some things that we do very regimented, like, you know, we, 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 we're here every week. We, we, you know, we have the sort of the, the things like the drink roll call and the, you know, but like, but what we do always have is we're an open canvas and that like we can and do anything we want. Like yep. sometimes we'll talk about one comic for the whole episode. Sometimes we'll get stupid and make a list. Sometimes we'll have a, a friend on. Sometimes we'll, you know, fucking talk about random shit. Like sometimes we'll have really detailed notes and have a deep, like, there's just never there aren't there aren't many rules beyond a few sort of like frameworks that we keep in place and and I think that's super important for you of all people Vince because like you you are like a dichotomy in that you very much love the responsibility of that we're here every week and people can trust that but you hate when you start to feel like something is like 
formulaic. And right. so you, you look, I think that's the key is that we give ourselves enough elasticity to not be formulaic to a point where it feels like, uh, it's, it's where it's like a, an obligation, you know? Yes. And, I'll be totally honest. There are not too many people that have entered my life that I'm just like, fuck it. I do not need this. You're driving me nuts. I don't want to be around you. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, let's be totally honest. That spills over into my wife, right? But I, I can count on four now, four fingers, that uh, the people that I have never, ever judged, never get on my nerves, never piss me off, maybe a little in, 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 in certain instances, but... Um, you, David, and Tony, I never judge you guys. It seems like uh, I don't know what you did along the way to endear yourself to me like this because I basically – I hate everyone, basically. <laughs> no, no it's totally true. Uh, uh, first of all, David, I don't know what he did to worm his way inside my heart, but the motherfucker did, and I kind of hate him for it, but – He's there, so I might as well write it out. He's deep. He's deep in there. Uh, he's so deep. Yeah, deep I, I can feel his balls in my taint. Um, <laughs> and and now You're with big clackers, so. and and Jason, Tony, Jason will tell you, there's never anybody that pierces the veil that I'm like, yeah, right, whatever, you know, let's keep him around. I don't know what you did, but you managed to do it, and. <laughs> Hey man, you you were like a truffle hound. You sniffed me out. I mean, I wasn't looking to do a well, podcast. Yeah, I I didn't want to pop, pat myself on the back, but the dude that brought Jason to the table was me. Yep. For sure, you were like 100%. we're going to do this thing, and, and then even then I was like I don't know, like I don't have time to do like I don't fucking have time to do a weekly. Nah, podcast. I saw I saw your posts. I saw that how well written they were, how th- well thought out they were, and Dap's like. I don't know. Oh my god, dude! This guy has a Deadpool avatar. What well, the Dap, fuck Dap, is you this? Know what's funny, you were saying with Renee, it's like the same thing. I mean, I remember when we started the show, and uh, you know, I we had babies in the house, and uh, we were living in a different house, and so I would I set up the computer in in the kitchen, you know, which was downstairs. <laughs> but like even that, like we were allowed, and we did. People may not remember this. I mean, we we obviously the show is called like we we used to record super late, so like it uh-huh. would be like late late and my it was what, 11 o'clock house. yeah my yeah. wife would come down and she'd be like the kids, the kids are fucking dirty. like what are you doing and i'm like oh sorry we're doing this and like you know for, i think in the beginning she was like Take you know, probably like, how, how long is this going to go on for like are you gonna keep, <laughs> you know and but now it's like a, you know now it's it, it is closest thing we have to religion like the yeah. whole family just knows like on wednesday like oh you got your show yeah. like like it's not like there's not even any debate like like you know a kid you no. know it's like a family vacation or something ahead of time they're like hey you know but but like wednesdays like dad's doing the show like yeah like don't we're not worried about that for dinner like he's the, don't buy like and it's just it's just be like the kids don't literally the kids don't know any different like like they uh now would she come downstairs in a negligee no no dude we're talking we're, we're talking about the period of time when she had two two babies in the house do you think not too many women are feeling sexy uh when they have two babies in the house dude your wife would be sexy covered in mud that's true that's true. I mean, a lot of people sexy covered in mud. Well, yeah, all right. True. No, I mean, no, whatever. Well, I've been, I have I have not had a pedicure, but I've been covered in mud. Oh, you did one of those, like a spa? Yeah, we've done that a couple times. Now you know what? It's, it's getting... not really my thing, but like she digs it, and like it's 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 relaxing in the moment. So like I'm fine with it. 
It's not really like I. I think I've told you this before. I, I'm I'm really weird. Like I don't get any joy out of them, like massages, like z- like mm-hmm. zero. Like it's it it has never once been like a a. I'm talking about like professional massages. Like I've never once had a professional massage and thought like that was worth the time. Yeah, I've it's never had like, one. Can, it's always like, can this be over, please? Like I'm yeah. getting no pleasure from this, and it's costing me money. Yeah, I'm getting no pleasure out of this talk. So it's getting a little icky. Oh, we we can talk about hammer toes, but we can't <laughs> talk about getting a massage. mud bath and massage. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about hammer toes? I want to go back uh, real quick and just second the uh, <laughs> the slight. Chris Neesman praise that happened here. Oh, right. Cause no, I'm, yeah, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that. Go ahead. No, it's that. not slight. I mean, it's significant. We yeah. would not be here today if it wasn't for Chris. I definitely wouldn't be. Like, I came through, a lot of people came through bullpen buttons. I came through around comics. Yeah, sure. a lot of people came through AC for sure. And uh, and I was just like, oh, he's got another one. Not that I don't even think he was the around comics that I was there for necessarily. But, you know, when you draw, it's just like you're drawing you know, eight, 10, 15 hours a day. You need a lot of stuff to fill up your brain. And yeah. uh, comics is only once a week. I, I, I joke about it, but you know, before, and, and the joke is, you know, before Scotty became really a regular on the show around comics was a really, really good podcast. Yeah. And, 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 and Scotty came on and he kind of, he, he, well, he, he can't, he comes in and he's, he's, he's you know, he's, he becomes a co-host and I'm like, the the the, the 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 vibe is off. Something's not, and then and then they switch to the whole magazine format, right. which and uh, then, so it they 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 not they a good look. phases and right so and that's fine and uh, but it absolutely you know I've said it before you can go back to any older episode and and it's been mentioned but yeah so so you know Chris invites me out to Chicago Vince comes out to Chicago that weekend you're making it seem like he paid your airfare. No, he, no, he just no. said he, like, "Yo, come on out, he yeah, said, come on out, yes, yeah." He said, "You can stay at my place the first night. We got the hotel the rest of the weekend, and and that's what it was." But he was like, "You know, you haven't been because I I was a guest on their episode about conventions, and and I was I was playing the part of somebody who hasn't been to a con <laughs> in years. <laughs> so and and because of that, he and Sal were like, "Well, then you really should come out to Wizard World then." And uh, and this was before you know Reed Pop had New York Comic Con, so fucking uh, world, yeah. So so and and that's when you know Vince gets to talk to John Romita Jr. But we 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 go out to what? Is this two thousand five? Um, yeah, run it's six, yeah, six. Yeah, okay, they, five was five was All Star Batman. That was my first one. Okay, they didn't want to do it. That's why they they had me do it, but. The chance of, yeah, that's true. No, the chance to talk to John Romita Jr., I'm going to take it. It's like from one go back to another. Especially yeah. that time. His hair was the, all fucking right, pompadour. Good, yeah, like he was fucking, good. Who's the boss, motherfucker? So you have uh, <laughs> this, this. So, so, so yeah, so, so Chris Asshole. throws out the whole thing about, uh, you know, you, you guys should do a show to compliment Jim and, and, and Sean with Raging Bullets. And, and yeah, so we, we do that for a spell and Chris is on the last episode of bullpen bulletins. And, you know, a couple of weeks later I get the, the message from Vince and, and, you know, but so it was, we're, has he spitballing ideas as for what the podcast can be and, and, and who else should be a part of it. And 
it makes sense for Chris to be there since he was at the end of bullpen bulletins. He yep. should be there at the beginning of the new one. And, and, and Vince was like, I really think we should get a fourth. And that's when, that's when he mentioned Jason. And I, yep. listen, I would not, I would not change fucking thing. Absolutely yeah. not. It, it, it just, it happened the way it happened. It happened the way it had to happen. And I could not be happier about how it's turning out. Yeah. I have my fault. Jason has some. David's perfect. Tony so far is perfect, but mm. um, I really think we really need to give it up to Chris. Yeah, because um, you know, great speaker, intelligent, just an all-around great guy. Passionate he, about what he's passionate about. Yeah, 100%. but that's the point. His his passion for comics waxes and wanes. So unfortunately. We were host to him when his passion for comics waned. It's that thing Scotty was talking about. Like, right. The thing that you all do for each other, you couldn't necessarily do for him at that time. I mean, if Chris knocked on our door and said, yo, I want to come back tomorrow. I promise I'll be good. <laughs> I mean, no, really, how can we say no? Because yeah, he, no. <laughs> he is blood of our blood. He really is. And, um, I, I mean, I love him. We all love him. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you know, just to to make sure you're paying attention, Chris is really one of the reasons why we have endured as as much as we've endured. I'm glad I'm glad that uh, we talked about him for a minute because the last time I was on, I think we talked about how Howard Stern never talks about Artie. Right? Well, yeah. What happened? No, Howard that, people, that's yeah. that's bullshit. You really need yeah. to give credit to the people that brought you to this. Yeah, no, doubt, no, no and, I always, that's why I always give CGS love because it's like. Like, I mean, you know, um, like, just kind of if you trace the lineage as like, you know, since we're talking about ancestry, like, I mean, yes, I know there were other like, I know, like there was the I know Augie did one and, and there was mm-hmm. like fanboy radio and, and Taylor and, yeah. and, and Suntress was doing the word balloon. So like, I'm not I almost fucked her. But anyway, did you really? Almost, almost. Okay. But, but, you know, but CGS, I think, was, was the entree for so much of all of us to do, like, because it was like, like, kind of like, like you were saying, Tony, when you were looking for, like, a lot of us, I think, were at the same point where podcasts were happening. We all got like iPods and we're like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like internet radio. And then, you know, we all were like comic nerds. We're like, I wonder if there's anything about comic books on these things. And like, CGS came up and then, like, you know, and then they fucking had Stan Lee on, and they had fucking Dave Sim on, and you're like, wait, what? Like, like this is crazy, and like, you know, and and to their credit, like the, the original cast, they had great chemistry, they were great friends, yeah, and they were all different, they liked different things, but they really, you know, they they it was I think fun to listen to because it was an ensemble podcast, and they were quirky, and they played off that with each other, and and you got to know friends. them, yeah, yeah, they were friends, and and like. But they also build a community, and, and I think that 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 um, while it wasn't like a, a blueprint per se, like I think it's the petri dish. I mean, I mean, we all we all really, you know, we all came from that, and and it's you know it's been diluted now to a point where there's so many comics podcasts, and many of them that have started probably have never heard of CGS or us or anything. But like, but I mean, I think in terms of the 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 podcasts that have stuck around and and at least you know made some kind of dent in you know the industry in terms of like we're known commodities like it it really does almost exclusively trace back to cgs in some way yeah. shape or form. It, it, no you're you're totally correct and um i mean and ac i mean ac too like if you came through AC, yes like, for, like yeah. ac be, was begat from cgs too i mean at all you know we're all that's what i'm saying like uh, i guess around comics wasn't really i'm not i mean i, I guess that fanboy maybe wasn't now that i'm thinking about it but but uh, maybe they were no. just kind of like on their own, like yeah. separate. But uh, now yeah, I've, so I guess- I, I, I've never listened to about 
three minutes of life fanboy but whatever right well i know it was never your things it was too structured i I will say tom caters is probably the best podcaster ever you know what he was strong in the early days i've listened to the newer ones and he's really he's chill he's very relaxed now like he's a different person now for sure i mean as a kid he has a wife whatever fatherhood yeah but but in in his in his time the top the tom versus was like when he because i think that's when people were like oh wait like that was dead that was pk like you can you can do like podcasts can not just be about like sitting around talking about like reviewing comics like it can be something else entirely right to entertain and he like I think a lot of us for a moment are like, oh, I should do something like 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 Tom versus like for some what for my the subject I'm into. But then I yeah, think a lot luck. of us probably recorded an episode or two at home and we're like, nah, it's not going to work. But <laughs> you guys know it is extremely difficult to do a solo podcast. There's yeah, see, I don't even there, like listening to them. I mean, no, I, I know I, I know you, David and Vince don't don't have the time or inclination to listen to many other podcasts. I mean, I. I think Tony does. I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts, you know, not 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 comics, but just other podcasts. And I, I have tried so many like well-regarded solo podcasts over the years, and uh, and just find them complete. Like I just can't, I can't enjoy them. Right. You know? and, and more powered people that can do them or do enjoy them, but I just, I just don't. Yeah, it's just. Well, Tom is the only guy who ever pulled off a solo podcast that I would listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't even know where we're going with this. No, we're just reminiscing. Yeah, no, just just to to um to do right by the guys that got us here, Chris Neesman, Brian Salazar, Tom Caters, um, and, and the CGS crew. Like yeah. there there was a time that um, I seriously would take a bullet for for Brian, Peter, um, Jamie, mm-hmm. all those Kevin. guys. Yeah. No, all of them. Kevin, like seriously, I, I would really I would put myself. Dance, yeah, oh, Jesus, pants, yeah. But, um... Murd. I, I think um, that was then, this is now, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we've we've endured, we've come out, we've had 800 episodes, yeah. and um, and the best of all, now we have Tony. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and I, I have to say, like, I, I always try hard not to put undue expectations on things, because that's when you get disappointed. But like I don't see how Heroes isn't just one of those weekends that we just like remember forever because there are so many people coming to this con that have never gone to a con before. No, oh, here we go. And no, I'm serious. I and, know. And, and and we get to and we get to meet them in person after all these mm-hmm. years of them. Yeah, it's but like what? What? No, what you're doing is you're 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 uh, creating a foundation of unrealistic expectations. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, is that is that the, it's going to be a wonderful experience because we are going. It have, is. We're going to be bombarded with people that we're seeing again or meeting for the first time who are, uh, you know, uh, of of part of the community in some way. Right. That's pretty neat. Like, I don't want to call it names, but there's a lot of people that I'm going to have a hard time not putting my dick in. Right? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll leave that to you. Yeah, yeah no, whatever. Of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick sexual with assault. This bumps cases. and hugs. And yeah, really. Just tell me, no means no, and I'll be, I'll back off. But um, yeah, is not consent. Right. But the, you know, I'm Jason again. Made fun of me for this, but the fact that Tony's coming to Heroes, I was lit. It lit me like right the figure frig up because yeah. right. Tell him. 
You're well. I don't I, I think he knows at this point. I think he's well aware. Yeah. What? And equally, like the only reason I'm going is to hang out with you guys. I mean, yes. I you make money there and stuff too, but ah, oh, whatever. When they hit me up, I would have easily said no. But yeah. the cool thing is, is that we 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 went to uh, Emerald City because we were like ahead of time. We're like, you know, we've never gone. It's going to be December. It's usually in January. And we were thinking at the time we booked it like, oh, and it'll be the first big con coming out of the pandemic. <laughs> like, we're like, it'll be great. Like, everyone will be so fired up. And then, of course, unfortunately, the pandemic extended and, and, and it really wasn't that. And so then we're like, well, maybe Heroes will be. But because <laughs> Emerald City wasn't, I thought, well, you know, I don't want it. But but it's turning out to be that way. Like, like if you like when we were first talking about, I mean, we were going to go to Heroes no matter what, but when we were first laying the groundwork, I would reach out to a lot of people. You coming to Heroes? I don't know. Like Felix wasn't sure he was coming. The Cadence guys weren't sure they were coming. Like, like Cam and Inky Nuggles didn't think he was coming. Like all these people, a lot of a lot of the creators that like that are that are now coming, uh, we, like we're like, nah, I'm not sure. Like, you know, and 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 like the cosmic forces aligned where this is really. I mean, this and maybe MegaCon a week or two ago. Like, like these are the cons where we're finally at a point. With this endemic, where where everyone's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm I'm back in it, and, yeah. and it's going to be awesome. Like, I mean, no. the, the the guest list is insane. It's the 40th anniversary. Um, it, it's it's incredible. And like, no matter what community you're into, like, there's a scene there. I mean, um, you know, we haven't had him on the show, although I've extended the invite. You know, Bill Cox, who owns owns and operates uh, <laughs> Calf, like he's he's going to be there, and uh, they're See having what? a big. This man's name. What? Say it again. Yes. Giggling you're giggling at this. You're, wow. like, he's, he's you're, almost, you're almost 60 years old. Children. You wouldn't know it. Um, what? Anyway, I am not almost 60 years anyway, old. Anyway. Fuck you Anyway, anyway Bill, Fuck Bill, this. I'm done. Because CAF is such a big deal, there were over 100 people that are CAF members that are coming, so he was going to have a little get-together for them, but because so many are going to be in attendance, they've it's become an official Heroes opening party. Thursday night, so like sponsored by Heroes and uh, our good friend, our good good friend George Hagen, his band are playing. It's it's gonna be like it's just great, like it's great, man. The community is just coming up. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be just 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 cosmic karmic love for no seventy two hours. Again, I don't allow myself any kind of joy as far as social, you know, social shit is involved. But I'm really looking forward to Heroes. Yeah, Absolutely. no doubt. Um, all of the people I care about are coming to Heroes. How can I? How can I not love it? But oh, um, oh I was gonna, um, but yeah. I was going to say because it's it's we're we're definitely getting long into the episode, but we should mention really that uh, two weeks from now, not only will you guys be here, so we'll be recording live and in person, Woo. but uh, it will. Did we decide that it's going to be the book of the month, or is it going to be the? What did we decide with that? Did we decide? <laughs> I don't think we did. Yeah, uh, we isn't that great? We. I know. Production meeting right on the air. Okay. Uh, yeah. Keep talking. I'll find it. Um, the next book of the month is uh, Darwin Cook's rendition yes. of yes. the Slay Parker Slayground. Yes. yes. That's it. And we will be doing it on the episode before Heroes Gone. So we're doing it that Wednesday. Wednesday. So, so okay, we're, great. Yes. So we're doing Two it weeks from now, then. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, picture this. Uh, paint the scene. We're doing the book of the month. Jason's wife is sitting on my knees. Oh, my God. Stop yourself now. <laughs> Stop yourself now. This episode's been just equal parts of you lusting after his wife and then just and talk- then you lusting after Tony. No, Tony, have you ever been in the same room with his wife? Oh, my I've, God. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, look 
a lovely woman for no, sure. No, say no more. She is. That's it. She is. Whatever. Um, this episode has been brought to you by <laughs> our beautimous patrons. Audio, video, images. You get to read complete pre-code horror stories every day. Dap has the page rate that he examines a creative team on an ongoing basis every day. Jason does polls and, as you would expect, data, facts, figures, videos. Um, we have the monthly Patreon Extra, which is all of the stuff that the regular listeners don't get to hear, all compiled in one four-hour audio file. Mm-hmm. All Preview that videos of what, pre- we want, what we think people should be buying that month. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been, re- uh, you know, not too up on the previous yeah, video. Oh, you got to get up on that. Get yeah, up on that. There, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of stuff, but whatever. You pick up the slack in that respect. Um, and the dedicated Slack channel, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. We have a uh, a, a Slack group that talks about everything from comics to personal stuff to movies to tv shows to uh everything and and it's wonderful so if you would like to get in on this go to uh, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics one one no apostrophe we would love to have you and uh just make our family even bigger than it already is are we doing in your travels no we don't have to. Oh. No, no, oh. we can just okay. listen. No, I mean, we can save it for next week. Whew, all right. I, I'm prepared to do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, in your travels, I have um, told you about the Desert Island um, mystery mail before. What it is is uh, Desert Island, a great, great comic shop. Uh, you know, bookshop, a boutique. Uh, what they do is they will send you each and every month a uh, box of books and you don't know what you're going to get. This month, it was ridiculous. The uh, box was far heavier than any box I've ever received from Desert Island. It contained no less than seven books from Floating World Comics. And uh, when you think of the, well, when I think of the amount I I spent on this box it, with postage, it's like 38 bucks. The uh, amount of comics, uh, retail value I received in return for my 38 bucks was probably three times the amount. They included both volumes of the all-time comics collected editions, which, uh, s- to swing it back, to that best comics of the past 14 years, all-time comics is definitely on that list for me. Josh and Samuel Bayer, great stuff. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm distracted. In this box was a book called Secret Voice by Zach Soto. And I, I implore you to read this because if you like fantasy, everybody who listens to this show knows that I'm a sucker for a sprawling fantasy epic. With David, fill it in. With what? Maps. A map. It has to have a map. And if you open the the front cover of Zach Soto's Secret Voice Volume One, you will be greeted with a map. And it's doing the fantasy 
genre proper. It is a story about um, Dr. Galapagos, who is a member of the Red College. And the Red College is a group of um, variously talented people uh, in, in a, a, a vast array of disciplines, magic, um, other stuff, where they, they try and um, their goal is to safeguard humanity. From what? Well, there's a big bad on the scene. And uh, he's known as the Smog Emperor. Goes by the name of Wu Hang. And he is rampaging across the landscape. Uh, those that he doesn't kill and uh, subjugate, uh, the lands he has stripped of their resources. He would take the people that he has defeated and force them to work for him in, in stripping the land of its resources. And Dr. Galapagos is going around the various um, realms, let's just say, and warning the people that, you know, dude, this this uh, smog emperor is coming and you better be prepared. So as the book opens, he's talking to the, the, the king of the trolls. And he's like, guy's coming down this way. And after he's done on the surface, trolls live underground. He's going to come down here and he's going to rampage across your realm. And trolls being trolls are like, fuck that. No way. Not going to happen. Uh, during the negotiations, uh, Dr. Galapagos gets possessed by something and ends up um, cutting the arm off of the Troll King. And later in the book, as he's trying to escape the realm of the trolls, because once you cut the arm off their, uh, their king, shit ain't looking good for you, right? So in true Indiana Jones style, he's trying to extricate himself from this realm and uh, long story short, he ends up killing the, the king's shaman, which, again, doesn't go down well with the, the populace. But he breathes life into the, the troll king's removed arm, and he uses it as a weapon. This book is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm a sucker for fantasy uh, I'm also uh, an easy mark for a sprawling fantasy epic. But this book uh, takes that genre I love so much and it smacks, it smushes it together with indie comics. This book is amazing. I, I, I really can't relate just how good this book is. Other than if you haven't read it, I really strongly suggest that you get your hands on Zach Soto's Secret Voice Volume 1. Hopefully, there'll be six or seven of these volumes that I can waltz up to my bookcase, pull them off, and relive this story because it's so good. There are battle scenes in this that rival shit in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Like, uh, no, it, it's really good. Like, there's That's a. Talk. It's true talk. Yeah, no, I'm not dumb. Yeah. But the, the mythology of the Red College and the various um, people that work within the college, like he has it all laid out for you. There's a mythology within this book that's just wonderful. Um, talking Bird, Spit Golem. Uh, there's a lot of surprises along the way. I don't want to reveal them until you read it because that's that's the good good, right? Take my word for it. Go out there, Floating World Comics, read uh, Zach Soto, Secret Voice, number one. It's amazing. 
I hope there's more. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, in your travels, uh, read something that uh, Vince why. touched on um, not too long ago. I read the five issues of Dirtbag Rapture, and it was so fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, no. Kat Garcia is somebody who um, she's just trying to make the best of, of a shitty situation, and, and she does at times make it worse, but the whole thing with good versus evil and the angels and the demons, it's just, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to go deep into it. I just, I, I think, uh, yeah, Sabella, I enjoy Sabella's writing a lot. Um, the art by Kindle good is it, it's, it's got a bit of, um, it, it reminds me of a few artists from, uh, from recent years. Um, it, it it has has a plastic vinyl vibe to a degree, but I just I really really thought it was a uh, it was a nifty little story. I believe the trades out or will be out soon. It was a five issue limited series, um, not necessarily super relatable characters, and probably characters you wouldn't really care too much about in any other book. But in this setting, um, you kind of as as the story continues. I, I definitely felt for Cat. I didn't. I didn't think. I, I just. She was kind of dealt a crappy hand, and she is just trying to do what she can uh, to get by. She's not necessarily a character that um, a lot of people are going to root for, because she absolutely put herself in in, in some of these situations. But um, I, she, she's not a slacker, and in. in in the traditional sense. Um, but it's the whole aspect of, of her carrying around these ghosts and, and, you know, trying to get to places and, and, uh, or, or, or doing favors for them as long as she gets paid. But then there's a whole little, um, underlying plot as far as where she may have basically a ghost finds their way to cat cat, carries them ghosts are usually tethered to wherever they they died and uh cat basically takes them home with her uh and um and they want to go somewhere else so so she offers to basically ferry them somewhere else in exchange for money uh so it's you know, there's 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 a give and take, and and, and there's a uh, there's a, there's a transaction angle here, but uh, there's something beyond that that uh, you find out uh, by the end of the first issue as you get into the second issue, and and that that twist is kind of neat, and, and and I thought it was a uh, it it added something extra to a story that I thought was kind of straightforward at first, but yeah, in your travels, check out Dirtbag Rapture. It's a good series. I dug it a lot. Now, it, Way more than I expected to. I'm trying to see if I got the last issue, but the search function. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's coming up nothing. Um, all right, in your travels, uh, I'm sure many of you are already planning this if you haven't done it, but check out uh, Aquaman Andromeda number one. Oof. It's a three-issue prestige limited series, DC Black Label. Best thing going on at DC these days, Black Label. God's bless it. Um, it's written by Rom V with art by Christian Ward, who's now uh, drawing some comics and writing others. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I had high hopes for this because uh, Rum. I have to say, after, after reading this issue, I have I have definitely decided that Rum V is like that dude, and uh, and I know that uh, Vince has already read some of it and talked about it. But and I know many of our 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 uh, you know our EOCers have talked about his Swamp Thing run. But like, I got to read that because everything else I've read by him has been great. Um, and anyway, uh, this is, uh, as you might've guessed, a story of Aquaman, but it's really, I mean, the first issue Aquaman, I would dare say is more of a supporting character. Um, it's, it's, it, this, this book felt to me like, um, like, like James Cameron, you know, meets, uh, meets, um, like the abyss meets, meets alien or something like that. And it was, it was just, I think, I think Christian Ward's art which for those that don't know, he's a, a multimedia artist, does a lot of painting, watercolor stuff, very, very um, surrealistic layouts and, 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 you know, big sprawling, you know, uh, uh, you know, painted splash pages. And uh, it's perfect for this, right? Cause like the ocean is, is supposed to be mysterious and a wonder. And, uh, and it really does set the tone. The, the premise, the reason it's called Andromeda is there is a, uh, a, a place, and I'm presuming there's some truth to this. I didn't look it up though to verify, but but it, as they as they put forth it, there is a place in the uh, in the the the, the northern uh, oceans, you know, near the North Pole, where I guess uh, a lot of um, a lot of uh, nations uh, intentionally ground like like spacecraft and satellites and stuff because there's no life around. So it's become like this this graveyard full of old space technology and the like, and. Uh, and this group of scientists kind of getting the band together of, of, of incredibly talented scientists are being brought into a mission of discovery. So they think, uh, and they're, uh, they don't really, they're not, it's kind of given a need to know basis and they head to this part of the ocean because, um, there is something there that they need to, uh, to check out. And, uh, it turns out that it's, uh, some kind of alien beacon or craft. We're not sure what, uh, that that seemingly landed there because it was smart enough to know that that's where uh, stuff of its ilk go. But of course, this being a, a DC Black Label comic, there's clearly some uh, nefarious forces at play, and uh, and, and so Aquaman kind of has to get involved to help save their asses. But uh, incredibly creepy, like uh, Christian's rendering of the of the, the the big bad of the issue, and I won't I won't say what it is. Uh, was just fantastic and and just on a grand scale like he made it seem just 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 massive and 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 daunting and and uh, I just thought it was awesome like like written and drawn and and Rom doesn't just put a good plot together I mean there's an opening passage where we meet one of the lead scientists who sort of serves as the narrator I don't know if she will for all three issues but she did in this issue and and the words are just poetry I mean it's beautiful prose um, you know. I, I'm going to say Alan Moore esque. Not, I'm not saying he's at Alan Moore's level, but I'm saying it was like I'm reading the words and thinking, God damn! Like, you don't see that kind of beautiful wordplay in a comic very often. So, huge, huge thumbs up for it. And uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that if the second and third issue are as good as the debut issue, this is going to be on a lot of best of lists at the end of the year. Yeah, Christian Ward's the only reason why I stuck with Odyc. Yeah, or yeah. Odyssey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right. In your travels, <laughs> Tony's like, I guess I got to do one. Yeah, I was like, just running around my house looking for books. <laughs> um, I don't know if I brought this up before. Uh, it's manga called The Girl from the Other Side. Vince, did I talk about this before at all? I don't think so. I don't think. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't. Then maybe I didn't. Uh, it's like this cute, sweet horror book. Um. 
story and art by uh, Nagabe, published by Seven Seas. And it's sort of like, it sort of would be like a darker, but would fit in with people if they dug Twig, if they like sort of like fantasy labyrinth type stuff. Um, it's about a little girl who is the only like regular human, seemingly alive person in this shadow world. Um, and, and she doesn't know where her mother is. And the only people that are there are sort of like these shadow monsters who care for her, but they can't touch her to, to like, you know, comfort her or anything. Uh, because if they touch her, they'll infect her and she'll become one of these shadow monsters. Wow. So that's what the first volume is about. And it's very vibey. Um, like just, 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 just a real sort of like moody, like a smooth read, you know, like you pick it up and you'll be done with it, you know, like 45 minutes later, half hour later, whatever. And it's just, just goes down real easy. Uh, very charming. I picked up the second volume. I haven't read it yet, so I can only really vouch for the first one, but, uh, but yeah, I, I recommend it. The girl from the other side, volume one. Um, and then for an 11 o'clock comics pick, um, like we talked about uh, the sort of like the origin of comic podcasts and how when they first came around, everybody's just like, oh, this they're talking about the thing I like uh, constantly. You know, like they're 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 diving deep on this thing that like I've only talked about in a comic store or like for Jason, like I've never talked about. Um, shut the fuck up. Baby. What are you doing on this chat? <laughs> You're adorable. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, Robin Bougie's Gutter Hunter issue two came out this month. Wait. Um, And I would have got this if not for uh, Vince talking about the first issue big time. uh, Seriously, number two came out? Yeah, man. You don't have it? Come on. Well, this is the the perils of leaving Twitter. I had no idea. I think you can only get it one issue at a time, right? Like, there's not a yeah. subscription. Um, but this is a is a deep dive on comics that, like, nobody gives a shit about. Um, and it, just this one guy is sort of, like, like, pouring out all this information about these books mixed with, like, his personal recollections, mixed with, like, what was going on with him at the time. It's sort of like a, like a personal journey through American trash comics, with this guy, Robin Bougie, uh, who did Cinema Sewer, if you're familiar. Um, This volume, issue two, covers um, Colin Upton's Big Black Thing from Fantagraphics, which was like a a prank uh, that happened in the 90s. And then uh, Bionica by uh, Robert Molino, as well as like a million other things. Interviews with people. Just like illustrated beautifully, lettered beautifully. Does he letter this by hand? Yes. What a fucking psycho! <laughs> like just, <laughs> it's a zine, you know. It's like an entirely hand lettered magazine, uh, but but, and it's about comics, which is obviously at this point we're three hours in on a Wednesday. Uh, I I can't get enough <laughs> of people doing a deep dive on something that I've never heard of before. And that's what gutter hunter is. Uh, not for the, not for the puritanical, but no. <laughs> if you like a Jess Franco movie, you know, if you like Cancor, I bet you'll like this. God, that's beautiful. I don't, it's, I don't already love you enough. You have to go do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's going to order that as soon as we hang up. As soon as we hang up, I'm doing it right now. 
Cinemastore.storeenvy.com. <laughs> where you can get it. Nice. Put well my, done. Putting my phone number in right now. <laughs> All right, well. 800. Yeah. Here's see, to the next 800. Wait, what? He doesn't take PayPal? I'm out. It's like after the show. You're out? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. All right, buddy. I'll bring it to you at uh, Charlotte. Oh, look at that. Click on that link. that I Might be able to buy a copy of Charlotte. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Okay. No, he's Canadian. Bucci's Canadian. He sure is. That doesn't mean some store won't be carrying it, though. True. True that. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for being here for the 800. Uh, stick around for the next 800 because we are not going anywhere. Man, what if you do 28 years of this show? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One year at a time, please. Just like you can all unplug each other. What's up with that, Jason? Let's see. 14 more years, I would be 61. Nah, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't well, know if I'm going to be alive at 61. You're retiring soon, right? Yeah. Well. Uh, you, mean from, you mean from the work, like the shoot job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it depends, man. I mean, the market's shitty right now. You know that extends my timeline. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but 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 uh, listen, I am confident that. Uh, well, I'm reasonably confident that we'll be doing the podcast uh, longer than I'll be uh, uh, running other people's money. Nice. And uh, Tony, David, and I will be doing the show long after Jason decides he doesn't want to do yes. it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I can't envision doing it. I'm 61 years old. What's wrong with that? I'll be there what in like dead? four years. I, should, I, 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 I expect to be retired from my current job within seven years. Nice. We'll still be doing fucking it. Fucking seven years. Oh, we'll absolutely still be doing it. So yeah. It's fucking keeping me sane. All right, buddy. Uh, thank you for being here. Stick around for the next 800, maybe with Jason. <laughs> Who knows with this guy? Um, we love you. Yeah, true. We love you so much. Um, do yourself a favor and say good night. 800 of these. Jesus. I like it. <laughs> I would uh, tink my glass, but it is filled up with pee. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Dude, you got to do what you got to do. I used to do that. I used to do that at bullpen. The old no, day. hey, dude. I mean, boop. Now, do you keep that glass or is that done? No. Wait, what do you mean? Throw the glass out? Yeah. No, I'll take it upstairs, rinse it out, put it in the dishwasher. Oh my God. <laughs> no, that's it for me. I'm with you. I would it, it would go it would go into the fireplace. Ah, oh, whatever. Broken up, David. Ah, uh, good night. I didn't realize we were in the realm of the princesses. Right? We should, if you know us well enough. Yeah, seriously, oh. should have known. A special episode 800 shout out to my boy Max CheapGraphicNovels.com. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All, all episode I was thinking about, like, you know, I got friends that are my 11 o'clock comics friends. And Max definitely won. Like, I met him in the real world. But we definitely became friends just talking about 11 o'clock comics. Love it. Look at that. Yeah, Max, Max is. Also, like, I met him in the real world. And he was like, oh, I know you from 11 o'clock comics. And we're great friends just nice. based on. Look at that. David. Respect. Max sent me a She-Hulk omnibus this week for free. Damn, look at you. 
Max, the, uh, the Dan Slot one. No, the the burn one. Ooh. Oh, nice! Because the Dan Slot one just just got public. Like I just got it in my shipment last week. Yeah, yeah, it just came. I feel they put out the the master. What do they call the Marvel soft cover omnibus things? Epic collections. Epic collections. Yeah, epic collections. They put out the epic collection of burn, and there was something about it I didn't like, and I was like, "Do you have any of that omnibus left?" And he sent me one. Nice. Max is a good guy. Yeah. One of the best. Really, he is. Man. He yeah. really is. Yeah. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Go there. Puts in the work. You will yeah. save. Re- redid the website recently too. I like the look of it. I. Me oh. too. Right. Yeah. 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 Because I, was, I got an I got an alert. Um, since Renee was really enamored with the uh, the Moon Knight show, I um, I added some of the Moon Knight trades and collections to my wish list, and uh, the Bendis and Malieve one is available again. So I went to the site to check it out. If I don't find it at Heroes, I'll definitely be getting it from Max if it's still available. But because um, she's a Bendis fan, but yeah, I figured. That might be a decent run for her to read, but um, My God, the site's great. great. Max is great. It's uh, yeah, definitely check him out. He he uh, he's the one that gave you that mouse. I feel like that is yes. the episode we ever did. That mouse episode. That was a great episode. Yeah. Did you just yeah. say the best episode we ever did? Uh, I said it's my favorite. The, you know that I was on. Oh well, stick around. There'll be more. Yeah. We'll do. All right. We're out of here. We'll be back next week. Um, hopefully we'll see you at Heroes. Make your plans and uh, come back next week and we'll talk about it. That's right. Out of here. FOC Stray Dogs trade paperback this week. So make sure you tell your that. Always <laughs> pimping. That's right. Dude's hustling 24-7. Need money. That's good. It's one long Pay that mortgage. Maybe, maybe Scotty could be your piss boy. What's that mean? You never saw Mel Brooks? Piss boy comes up to you with a bucket. <laughs> Jeez. He's a very successful man. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you you have a potential to be more successful. Maybe. I don't know, he's, they're out selling us right now, this twig. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. It, that, first, those first, that first issue was bonkers. Big time. Get your yeah, ass out. I think 150000 right? Yeah. It's a lot. Not as much as Stray Dogs. So... <laughs> More than straight up. Shh, dude. Are we out? No, we're not out. We're we're out of here. Bye. Bye. Love you so much. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. That's it for that one.